to your sanity safe space. The call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. From the newly locked down state of Idaho. That was a, that's a surprise to me. Did not I did not expect that. Did not see that one coming. I hope people don't like call in and want to do some doom and gloom shit because (laughs) I don't think I can handle it today. I'm still hanging on, but I'm watching the Senate debate stuff. It's still not passed. Still awaiting. I guess a midnight Senate vote is scheduled, but this bullshit still continues. And um, I know that uh, because Idaho is now on a a shelter in place order that Montana will will soon follow. I almost guarantee that. So uh, anyway, a terrible, terrible day. And yeah. Found a stretch mark. Oh, it's over. I know. Get rid of that kid. Her, the toll has been too high. I know. It's, it's, your, it's your right. It's on my boob, <laughs> too. I saw it and immediately burst into tears like five minutes before we got on the toll. <sighs> All right. Uh, you guys know the drill, but if you are new to the show and you want to participate, we're going to try to be as optimistic as possible tonight. We'll try to have fun. I know nobody is enjoying the status quo right now, but uh uh, There's a link to the Discord server on which we host the show in the YouTube description there. Hop in the Discord server. Put your name in in the roll call. Hang out in one of the waiting rooms. Uh, We go first first come, first serve basis. Try to keep your call to two or three minutes as a gesture of courtesy to your fellow callers. I acknowledge we did a terrible job last week. I will try to be quicker on the clock this week to get some more people in the mix. And thanks for your patience with us. If you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, or you're having trouble getting into the, the live room, send us an email. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. That's one spot where we take all the call-in show questions, beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line. We will respond to those questions in the last half hour of the show. And of course, we'll check in with uh, Super Chat, Streamlabs, and DLive every half hour as well. Let's uh, let's get right to the calls. Let's see how everyone's quarantine is going this fine evening. Secret link. You're good to go if you're ready. Hello. <clears throat> Hello. What's on Hi. your mind? Um, I just wanted to ask if do you think there is ever uh, this kind of is a little weird time to ask because of you know all the stuff going on. But I was thinking about if I wanted to like start a podcast, would mm-hmm. you, do you think you should start it even if you're not sure that the audience or and or community you want to make is something that is viable? Well, Wait, I what? Would... Like the community is not going to continue to exist. Is that what you're worried about? Uh, no, if it's, uh, I mean, just b- even before this happened, I didn't know if uh, something would be able to coalesce around, like, if you want to do, like, a particular topic or uh, something different than just, like, a news thing in general. Well, here's the thing I would say about anyone wanting to get into this this sort of content creation, however you want to do it, is that uh, no matter what, you have to enjoy it for its own sake. 
You have to enjoy it if 10 people listen to it. You have to enjoy it if 100,000 people listen to it because you're going to have to keep doing it over and over and over and over again. But that's true with most anything. Consistency Mm -hmm. is key in most anything. So for me, you know, I, I never started doing this with any particular audience goal in mind. And I don't gauge my desire to do it based on how many people are tuning in or, or anything like that. I think what you have to do is make a product that you yourself would want to listen to and that you enjoy making. And if both of those boxes are checked and you're having a good time, then yeah, carry on. But, but you'll definitely burn out if you're chasing like a numerical, a numeric goal or something like that. Slow and steady wins the race. Does that help clarify or did I miss your, your question? Oh, no, that's a, no, I think that's. Is it, it? Can I pick your brain on it a little bit more? Is it just because you're thinking like a very niche topic, or is there a reason yes. you're worried about? What can I ask you? What the topic is? Oh, I just always been hearing about the whole thing of, you know, the culture and that the right isn't doing far enough to do things in culture, and so I kind of wanted to do something around base, like a sort of writing group podcast for people who want to do write stories and stuff. And from a conservative point of view and like Hmm. reviews and tips. Do you have a group already in place? You got people you could work with on this? Uh, No, like no idea. But it's it's just something I've been wanting to do for a while. And I haven't seen anybody who's doing that kind of thing. Yeah, man. I, anyone who sees a gap in the market for something they want Absolutely fill it. And yeah. maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't, but what's the worst case? You you develop a new skill set that maybe you can apply to something else. That's what I'd say. Go for it. I don't see any downside here other than like I, I worked on a project that didn't work out, but yeah. Maybe you learn a lesson and you apply it to something else. All right. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, cool. Good luck on it. And let me let us know if uh if if uh you decide to go with it. Okay. Well, they also wanted me to say that you should subscribe to the Clips channel. (laughs) I actually did. For the shout out. Appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Red Falcor is up next. Red Falcor, you're good to go. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Oh, you know, I'm uh, just trying to trying to take it each day and appreciate it. Just maintain positivity. Appreciate the silver linings. Don't yeah. lose sight. Yeah. Uh, Blonde, I like your t-shirt. Speaking of silver linings. Oh, thank you. They canceled their tour and I missed them in Spokane. So. Oh, no. Now mm. I'll never see them again because they're really old. <laughs> when was it supposed to be? Well, the, the Spokane concert was like three weeks ago. Uh, they did it, but I was like, I can't. Oh, but you this. couldn't go. So it was yeah. before the coronavirus stuff. No, it was in the midst well, of the coronavirus stuff, but it was one of the last before ones before the the stoppage of events. Yeah, and Maynard's like fifty three. Mm. So, well, I'm uh, going a little stir crazy here myself, and uh, I'm trying to think of some stuff I could do to stay sane. Mm. And I've always wanted to do like a political debate between two ideologues on uh, opposite sides, far left and far right, hopefully, Mm -hmm. or maybe just two reasonable people of uh, both persuasions, Mm -hmm. if that's possible. And uh, I'm kind of wondering if you guys have any recommendations for 
platforms or interfaces I could use to moderate such a debate online. Well, as in you're you're trying to stream it, or what are you trying to do with what? What's the mm -hmm. format here? Um, yeah, that'd be ideal is to stream or to record it. Uh, I would say that, uh, and you're starting like a new, this is a fresh project. You don't have any existing no. uh, place to host it. Okay. No, not really. Um, I would say that you just, uh, these days I wouldn't put all my eggs in any basket. I would start a channel on basically everything that's viable. And, um, if you're going to live stream, the nice thing that you can do too is do what we do. There's easy software for free to just, uh, set up a stream and send it to multiple places. Yeah. yeah. And Bit I mean, shoot D live YouTube is probably all you want to do. I would say. I would say, and, so you're, you view your role in this as what, like moderator? Or yeah, what, essentially. And it would okay. be basically to keep the debate from becoming a shouting match. Okay. So I would do you have uh, do you have experience with that? Or are you starting fresh too? Mm, on the uh, idea of that, I mean, I used to be a teacher after school. So mm -hmm. to a degree, uh, I, I suppose I've been some degree of a moderator, but I'm uh, hoping that the platform would allow me to do something like mute the participants if yeah, it yeah. isn't their turn, that sort of oh, thing. Oh, so you're, you're, when you say platform, you're even saying like how to produce it, not necessarily yeah. like where to play it, but how to produce it. What right. I would say too, this kind of relates to the last question about people looking to, to make their own stuff. If I could start over, again, never go back and watch our older stuff, ever. Worthless. Uh, I, I, I just, I learned by doing, there's nothing wrong with that. You learn along the way. But if I could go back and start again, what I would have done is, is made practice material and re reviewed it more myself and reviewed it more with like family or friends. And uh, th the benefit of that is that you learn some of those production nuances and tricks so they don't surprise you while you're live. So you're pretty proficient live. You're, you can get out of a mess easily. And then they also let you know whether or not you enjoy doing this. Like I was speaking before, like you should enjoy doing it if you're just making something for 10 people to watch uh, yeah, or if you're making something for a whole bunch of people to watch. So there's nothing wrong with just tinkering around with a few pieces of software. There's plenty of free software that will do what you're talking about. And if you want to send me an email, I can point you in the right direction. But you can just tinker around with that stuff and make something that you think is up to what you're looking for without even having it anywhere on the internet. And then yeah. when you're ready to go, you can actually start putting stuff out that you think is that you think is up to the quality that you that you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. And, and is there a particular product that you guys recommend that I start with? So if you, if you want to do something like our stream, and I don't know what it is that you're looking to do, but if you think that, that our stream would be a suitable format, basically, um, I would recommend OBS. And I even, and this goes for anybody who's looking to do streaming at all. I use old school OBS. I use uh, OBS classic, which is, I forget how many years old at this point, they have newer software now that's OBS studio and it's got more bells and whistles, but, um, it's all available at obsproject.com for free. It's always been free software. And, um, that's not what I use to make like my own, my, my produced videos that are, you know, obviously pre-recorded and edited, but for making live productions like this, does everything I need it to do. And it'll, you can, you can stream with it. You can record with it. Uh, you can, uh, as far as basic production, it'll do pretty much everything you want it to do. Cool. Well, thank you guys for the recommendation. I will let yeah. you get to the other callers. Good luck. Thanks. Okay, thank Bye. you. Have a good night. I, I like these questions too. And I appreciate people wanting to enter the arena. 
Yeah. And, um, the secret of this industry, if you can call it that, is that if you have talent and um, you have something compelling to say, you can write, well, if not, as long as Susan WikiWiki doesn't put you down too far. But generally speaking. Which she will. If you're a compelling person with compelling things to say, you can get your voice out there with relative technological ease. It is not uh, super, super difficult to enter this particular arena. And I appreciate that people are willing to do that. Uh, Bromberg is up next. Bromberg, you need to go. Hello. Bromberg. Okay, I uh, kicked him out. We'll try once more. Maybe he's on mobile. Bromberg, you there? Hello? Yeah, go for it. Oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. I had your uh, YouTube video playing. My oh, bad. no problem. Yeah, go for What's in your mind? So the current pandemic is forcing many people to work and study remotely for the first time. Mm -hmm. Remote working has doubled in the last 10 years, and most who are polled say they prefer working that way. Yeah. Do you think that any significant amount of people will want to continue studying and working remotely once they don't have to? For sure. You don't have to wear pants or talk <laughs> to your boss face to face. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think. And then uh, I was listening to Stefan Molyneux about this today. Uh, there's like this boomer element of wanting to do things the old way. But now that people have been forced to do it, uh, everybody's just going to realize like, wow, is there any reason for me to come into work? To offer a little bit of pushback, uh, my in my old big big kid job, my office job that I did before this, that I actually was able to work from home for the final. Gosh, it was. I worked from home for like three years, something like that, and uh, admittedly, much less productive working from home. When I know that there's for not sure. somebody who's yeah. popping into my office door on a moment's notice i was doing the absolute bare minimum that was asked of me and then i was playing xbox yeah but what if you and, had a worthwhile job well the job was it. fine it wasn't like a crap job it was fine but i know that i was more productive in an office space with other people it's not that it couldn't be done but i really had to stay disciplined to get what i was asked to done asked to do done yeah and then i was doing no more like if I didn't, if there was nobody who was going to ask me to do an extra task, I'm going to do some other, some other stuff. Yeah. So I don't know if, if it was, if I ran a business where I was employing people like that, I, I would have some concerns, but maybe if you don't, maybe, maybe the savings are realized if you don't have a central office space, maybe you do lose a little bit of employee productivity, but you save on say high cost rent space in an urban center. Right. Or travel. Yeah, expenses. I guess. Cause because there are companies that are international, and I suppose yeah. it might be more productive to all be in one country, but logistically it's easier or cheaper to be over, all over the place and just phone it in. Yeah. Do you, do you have uh, additional thoughts on this? I, I think we'll probably see more of it. I, I think that's a safe bet. Yeah, I did a little bit of research into it. There's a study from Stanford that says that in many cases it can increase productivity and retention rate, which is mm. good for the employer. Okay. I know in your case, I think we, what you're referring to, Matt, I believe is more of accountability, right? That, you know, no I definitely have less accountability. I, yeah, that's for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think this is an issue that the left and the right could agree on because everyone could save money and there's less cars driving. So less pollution. Yeah. But I, but I, yeah, there's that angle too. And I guess what I appreciated from that was 
that I, everything was much more flexible. You know, when I was doing work from home, I was given a task and it's like, listen, get this task done by this time. Okay. I will. You know, if I want to do it at eight o'clock at night, I will. If I want to play Xbox at three in the afternoon, I will. I always got it done. And maybe if you're the boss, that's all you care about. Get what I assign you done by the time I tell you to. And the rest is, you know, who really cares? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks for the thoughts, man. Thank you. Yeah. Lamentations is up next. Lamentations, you're good to go. Hey, guys. Uh, coming to you from one of the wonderful locked down parts of the U.S., so hmm. join that. Uh, which state? I'm in Colorado. They have just Colorado's decided. Colorado's locked statewide? Uh, not statewide. We're, hmm. I'm in one of the uh, counties that did it. They gotcha. decided uh, they couldn't make it stick all around because too many of the outer areas would just tell the governor to uh, do something that would probably be pretty homophobic given his <laughs> oh, is the, gov- is the governor yeah. actually gay? I didn't, I didn't know that. Oh, super yeah, gay. They're very, they're very yeah. proud of it. Oh, I had no knowledge of this. I guess I'll have to check it out. Yes. Um, yeah. So I figured I'd call in to rant a little bit tonight uh, sure. about the lockdown and just the frustration I have with uh, people in positions of authority being willing to put out rules that they themselves are not going to be required to enforce. Of course. Uh, yeah. We had a wonderful email come at, out. Uh, I work at a university campus police and mm-hmm. uh, the chancellor has decided that we need to enforce these lockdown rules with compassion and concern. What does that mean? And I don't know. Uh, <laughs> going to lovingly I, tell you to go home. And if you don't, I'm going to lovingly arrest you or cite yeah, you. I translate okay. that as I want you to enforce everything I say, but if I get any pushback, it won't be my fault because I told them to use compassion. <laughs> yeah but that's just been my experience in so many of these situations where someone well, yeah sorry in go ahead. position yeah someone in position of authority will happily write absurd rules or just throw down orders and they won't have to deal with the consequences yeah i i really get the sense this is how a lot of this is developing of course as these stay-at-home orders were rolling out that's setting off alarms in, you know, my brain as a, trying to be a small government person, a pro-liberty person. And as this has happened over the course of about a week, I've realized, like, there's almost no enforcement, even when they say there's going to be enforcement. And it's really well, just, it's a race among governors and local officials to say, look how much I care. I care as much as that guy over yeah. there. In fact, I'll up the ante one. I care so much that, like bars are banned till this day or whatever. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't care again. This is, there are serious concerns here. I just, I I think that there's a lot of what you're describing where it's just tossing out there. Here's my, here's how much I care now enforce it with, with love. Mm -hmm. Well, did you see that the LA mayor, I think it was LA, LA or San Francisco, they said they're going to turn off the water and gas for businesses that don't comply. I got to see this. I saw, but I keep, keep yeah, yeah. I keep hearing them say this stuff and then not doing it. You know, yeah. oh, it's going to be a misdemeanor. In Oregon, they're saying it's a misdemeanor crime where you face up to 30 days in jail mm-hmm. for violation. As far well, as I know, so- nobody's in jail in Oregon for this yet. Well, but that's because most of the police there are going, um, I don't want to be the first one to enforce this thing because <laughs> yeah. someone's going to fight and then it's going to end up on YouTube and I'm going to get no backup from anyone in authority. So I'm going to very carefully not see any of this. Hmm. 
we're back to the uh, little brown paper bags for drinking alcohol because no one wants <laughs> to enforce yeah. uh, open container laws. Yeah. Uh, All right. Final thoughts from uh, if you want it. Oh, uh, not really. It just more of the same frustration. Yeah, man. Good. Good luck. I I hear you, and I sense my state is uh, soon to follow. So yeah. you know, I'll I'll be with you very shortly. I think, and uh, you know, try to try to stay positive. Hopefully, we'll uh, get right. Thanks, Take man. And by the way, as with last week, um, you know, I appreciated last week that lots of people were on the other side of this, and I encourage people. You know, if you're if you feel if you're very pro lockdown and your coronavirus you, you, you think the corona apocalypse is upon us absolutely don't hesitate to voice that gay dad's bear is yep. up next what's on your mind um a few things uh i i guess i want to talk about the, the stimulus yeah uh package ah. uh, <laughs> just one thing about it no okay. i want to talk about it i just can't believe all the stuff they've slid yeah, in know. there i know Assholes. i wish th- I wish Nancy Pelosi would just stimulate my package, you know, <laughs> instead of whatever the hell she's doing. Uh, Ugh, but anyways, do, do we know, do we understand how much $2 trillion is? Like, it's the, government the box, we, it we doesn't don't count. understand, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, the revenue for the whole country is, well, you know, like the, the, tax, the tax revenue is $3 trillion. So they want to spend two-thirds of it on a weekday. Well, that's kind of interesting. It's like you could have just never stolen it in the first place, and no, it would have well, been square. It's, I mean, the only way they can possibly do it is either inflating it or just like, I mean, is it like an unfunded liability? How does this work? Uh, yeah, they good not question. Physically have the money. Yeah, it's two thirds of all the money. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> then, I mean, that in combination with the non-negotiable <laughs> liabilities they already have, which, by the way, as far as I understand, exceed the revenue that's coming in. Already. Yeah, it's one hundred and fifty trillion, I believe. Well, yeah. Total altogether. Wait, one hundred fifty um, trillion is what? Or billion? You um, trillion. Yes. Like Wait, uh, tw- everything combined. Um, all unfunded liabilities and oh, uh, I debt. See. I see. Okay. I think it's the fine. debt is we're like gonna twenty have trillion. To, we're gonna have to pay our dues eventually. I mean, these government, this government bucks thing. It's like what? What were we thinking? And then yeah. we're totally unprepared for an emergency, and we're like, we and, never could have predicted this, which I suppose you, is true. But you notice how this has gone? How the how the Corona box has changed too. You had Steve Mnuchin walking out there last <laughs> week saying, "No one who makes a million dollars needs a Corona box check." Uh, <clears throat> that's been now negotiated down to seventy five thousand dollars. So if you made <laughs> seventy five thousand, first, I appreciate that it's eight percent of a million bucks. Thanks for that clarity. But if you made $75,000, when are they measuring that? Do we know? Is it taxable income 2018 or what's the measurement? Ooh, and but, is it before deductions? Because that would really... Right. Would like to yeah. Have yeah. they so, figured out Bitcoin yet? Too? But just because you made seventy six grand potentially two years ago does not mean you are in great financial shape no, right now. No, what if not... you make seventy six grand and you have a small business with five employees? You're fucked. Yeah. You're yeah, that, totally that's fun. where I was at. Is that's what I was about to say? Is is that before deductions? Because all those employees are deducted. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. Do you, any any other tidbits on this? Because they still haven't passed this thing. They're yeah, still debating hey, it. Hey. <laughs> yeah, New York. The the reason that I guess Pelosi didn't even put it to a vote is because New York said we're gonna slap it down no matter what because we need ten times this amount. So you need ten. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, Derek Zoolander? <laughs> it needs to be at least three times this size. <laughs> I mean, what yeah. are we talking about? Oh, no, my really God. I, 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 you know, we, we got to let you go. So thanks for calling. I appreciate it. We'll see how this develops. 
One thing I'd like, I don't know, a lot of callers have already decided what they want to talk about, but if you're looking for a topic and you're one of the next few coming up, one of the things I'd like to talk about is what should be done with your Corona bucks check um, on principle. Obviously, if you need it for urgent bills, that's where it goes. But if you're in position where it is not of urgent need, what should you do with it? I, I've thought on principle, you should um, buy prepper stuff with it, like guns and food and stuff like that. Or yeah. should you donate it to charity? Cause it's just, who cares? Or what should be done with your Corona box? I, I think that's an interesting, interesting uh, point to consider. Oh Batman. my God. This is so depressing. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> this is the weirdest turn of events I've ever seen the in my life. The weirdest thing life. today was David Hogg tweeted something sensible. David Hogg says, don't, don't use TikTok because it's Chinese spyware. Whoa. And everyone was like, whoa, I agree with David Hogg. This timeline is really weird. Welcome yeah. to Cloud World. Oh, hey. <laughs> Thank you, Batman. Oh, what are welcome. we going to do about Gotham? Things are looking rough. Oh, well, given I am in upstate New York, um, I'm just far enough away to say fuck that shit. Nope. Okay. I'm not going there. Yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, I wound up um, getting a nickname in this server, obviously. Hmm. Um, so I accidentally put myself in the role called Twice. So just sorry. Oh, I see. What's What was your other name? So I... It was a 30 caliber donut I called in last week. Oh yeah, but you're not in the you're not in the roll call twice tonight. At least I don't see you. Well, maybe it didn't make it in the second time or something. Yeah. I don't really yeah, yeah, know whatever. how it works. Appreciate but, it. Thanks so, for letting me know. All right. So are you guys enjoying your quarantine? <laughs> you know, no. it, I'm one of those people that's like, this hasn't drastically changed my life, honestly. But uh, like, you know, normally on a Wednesday, Wednesdays are kind of my off day. So I, if the weather's nice, I go out and do something outside, but the weather wasn't nice today. So I mostly, you know, hung out here and got some chores done and played some video games, which is what I would do normally. But because the government's trying to tell me to do that. No, now I don't care. Now I don't want to do that. (laughs) It's like, there's a certain part of me that just rejects what someone tells me to do, even if it's what I would do normally. I'm absolutely the same way. Yeah, um, I have never felt more inclined to go out as a complete introvert than I have when somebody tells me I can't. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? I, yeah, I feel yeah. the same way. Yeah. Um, I am grateful that when this all went down, Doom, Doom Eternal came out the next day. So I've been at least um, entertained. Yeah. A lot I've of people have played, been talking about it. I've never played a single Doom game. Is it worth getting into? Oh, it's so good. Hmm. Like the, It's one of the better series I would argue that Doom Eternal is probably the best shooter that's ever been made. And I do not say that lightly. I'm going to push back Um, against this and talk about something you guys aren't interested in. I (laughs) bought every single episode of Call the Midwife. And in the last five days, I've watched six seasons of that show. Great story. Holy shit. You guys talk about guns and your video games all the time. You don't like guns now? I don't know. I just don't don't know anything about them. So. Hmm. Well, here's something you might be interested in, Blonde. Um, fun fact about me, seeing as I clearly didn't go on, on enough about my own life last week, um, I'm actually half Taiwanese. So hmm. you really you go on a lot about uh, Korea and Japan, which, of, of course, there's a big reason for that. But what are your thoughts on Taiwan? I like the Taiwanese because of how they feel about the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing. Can is, we get um, the hierarchy of Asians again one more time? <laughs> All right, we got, we got your Japanese, it's, your Koreans, tier one. Okay. your Taiwanese, 
And then we got your Chinese, and then you got your your lesser Asians. You got your <laughs> okay, your Filipinos, and yes, your Vietnamese. If, if you're one of those, you should be personally offended, and you should email me <laughs> to complain about blonde. That's what you should do right now. Am I wrong? I've never met a group of people that are somewhat dissimilar genetically that have such a stonk staunch staunch <laughs> hierarchy like racial hierarchy the asians really do like they really believe that japanese have a strong sense of racial superiority well if you ever wind up in taiwan um you will actually be able to tell just by looking around at who is taiwanese and who is chinese mm. Really? Look at the people who are taking Based on care who's of the streets, robbing you. Who oh. are? <laughs> well, no. I was going to say, if you lined them the up for me, I bet I couldn't. I couldn't make the distinction at all. I, I don't think I could tell you the differences. Uh, well, here's one of the things they have: like great uh, public transit over there, right? Yeah. Um, China and they're taught, or Taiwan? Uh, no, 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 uh, Taiwan. Okay. Um, well, particularly in Taipei. So if you see, if you get on the MRT, their um, kind of subway-ish thing, uh, and you see somebody who is kind of sitting down they are keeping their trash close to them if they wind up generating any of that kind of thing um you can bet that they're probably from around there mm -hmm. um if you see people who are talking very loudly disturbing things and basically not giving a shit about their surroundings um you can bet your ass they're from the mainland <laughs> well you said it now get out of here all right and yeah any any controversial last words um, don't think so. This is the, I think, second time I've come in with a different topic and then not had time to discuss it. So well, I once had, again, next week, I had no idea you were a tier one Asian. So next time, maybe we can talk a little longer. How's that? <laughs> Thanks, man. All one. right. Have a good one. Let's take one more caller before we take a break here. Uh, Orwell's ghost is up next. Orwell, you're good to go. Hey guys. Um, yeah. First of all, don't ever tell me to not watch your old stuff, Matt. Your <laughs> old video from Daryl Lamont Jenkins where Blonde is screeching at him like a shrieking harpy popped uh, up on my on my feed. And it was it was pretty awesome. That's was not I yelling at him? I don't even remember I can't, this. I can't even remember. You were you were I think you were yelling at the hippies in the background, and it was pretty funny. You're like, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. Shut up. <laughs> do you do you remember the underrated part of the Daryl encounter? Was that like androgynous elf who was like i'm white and i hate white people oh, yeah. oh my god yeah she's like i i i'm white fuck white people that's I what she was, said you're right yeah. that's I outrageous thought was, i thought i was gonna yeah. cry but uh no i was I, kind of in the spirit of what you guys were talking about um at, or what some other people were talking about i think i'm gonna get into my, my old like my my channel is just kind of it's kind of fledgling and it's really not fun to do like political commentary anymore. I think mm -hmm. I'm just going to, I think what I'm going to do is uh, I think I'm actually going to set up a channel kind of almost like a, um, like in uh, a virtual essay or a virtual historical essay and start mm -hmm. doing, um, start doing like just more, uh, more history videos. Um, sure. Yeah. I've, I've probably, I mean, in the past couple of weeks, especially since this whole thing's kicked off, I've, I've just been, I've been, I've obviously been, well, honestly, I've been getting out of social media and just reading history books and for the better, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Not watching a lot of, a lot of content, although some of it's still pretty funny. Uh, you know, I've, um, I've been enjoying sticks, but it's just coronavirus every day. And I can't and do I, it I just, anymore. It's, it's oh, one of those I was talking to my pregnant yeah, sister-in-law. I mean, I'm like, things. 
how are you dealing with all of this? And she's like, I don't read the news or watch anything related to the coronavirus. And I think maybe that it, maybe where we should just go. There's part of me even where, I, you know, I've talked about coronavirus related things for the last, I don't know, probably three videos or something. And, um, you know, I'll make another one later this week. And I'm, even this last one, I'm thinking, I, I don't want to talk about coronavirus. And then you look at the news and it's like, well, what the hell is non-coronavirus related yeah. right now? Yeah, so. and I think that's I, I think that's really the issue too. Is I, I think one thing is I'm I'm a little bit I'm I wouldn't say white pill or anything like that. I'm a little bit more of an optimist. Um, yeah, and and I just don't think I think things are going to get bad, but I don't. I, but I think they're going to get a lot. I think they're going to get good a lot quicker than people think. Sure. And and you know, there's really honestly, there's really no reason to have a bad attitude about it. There's not really any reason to you know be super depressed i mean most people i mean again it's think this thing's i mean it's not killed that many people in america i mean it sucks if you're chinese right. or italian but but it's know, also or, it's or also like out of our 60, control like, outside of taking basic hygiene no, measures yeah. like like this is you know we just have to that's trust exact, in god and just not freak out that's ex that's exactly right and you know if i can you know just one last thing you know sure i think everybody just needs to have like a more positive attitude about things and 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 like a lot of people are saying this is giving people a chance to kind of off and see some things that they really enjoy doing it has to do with outside your fuck but you know you can you can read you can get back in touch with people you can look stuff up online that you may not have done i mean just take the time take the time if you can um to get back to some things that you really enjoyed in your past and with me that's just been like you said just crushing through history books and deciding i'm going to do this well good yeah. for you and i'm glad you have the ability yeah. and the willingness to take a different route i mean we're talking about people trying to produce new things earlier man i was i got on youtube making like video game content for fun i this was never a plan nothing i have now was ever a plan you never know what uh sort of an accidental route can, where that can take you so if you're not enjoying what you're doing now absolutely switch it up and and see where it goes and good luck Absol to you yeah i appreciate it hey and man if it's okay with you i think i've still got your y'all's email i'll, I'll send yeah, you an email just to just to get some uh get some ideas on where i need to take it so um but sure. blonde, yeah, blonde keep shrieking <laughs> thanks man yeah. yeah you guys take care i'll talk to you next week all right due for a break we did we did all right in that segment we got through a, a good chunk there Ugh. uh let's see fighting tears constantly i gotta get my shit together philosopher over on d uh, d live thanks for supporting the show man and we are good over on Streamlabs. so if you can just okay. give a quick check on uh, super chat we'll Austin Olson, update number four the women's has allowed me back into the bedroom however i found out on monday that my mom tested positive for kung pao killer wow she'll be fine probably well sorry to hear that and hopefully hopefully so uh, 90% of people over 80 recover, which is crazy to think about. Um, you know, I, I understand that we, that obviously 10% of a hell of a lot of people is still a hell of a lot of hospital beds, which is oh, the yeah. sort of problem we're encountering in New York. So I don't intend to, to minimize that, but, uh, but yeah, a lot of that depends on the, the risk de now depends on your locality too. And the healthcare services that are available to you. Yeah. Um, Nobody says toast to my fellow hollow cough survivors. Great job. All YouTube denies the hollow plus cough. It is censored hollow cough. You the hollow cough. Here. Okay. We're going with this pun now. Uh, nobody has a bunch of Holocaust 
themed. I, dude, don't make me read. <laughs> Josh Thank L. you. Uh, can I just say that the cop from Colorado you were just talking about or talking to should be a voice actor for movie trailers? He does have a very good voice. Yeah. We get a lot of callers on the show that have uh, nice voices. Yeah, it's a good luxury to have. Shauna Thornton. So it has become even clear, even more clear through this quarantine that women desperately want to be dominated. As Sargon put it, Karen's everywhere be like, Tread on me harder, daddy. Hashtag reveal the night. No, it's oh. true. I mean, I see this everywhere. The big news around here is that Yellowstone and Grand Teton have just closed, the national parks, which of course is nonsense, not only because wilderness is like the best place to socially distance, but Yellowstone doesn't open for road traffic except for one road um, until like April 15th at the mm. earliest. So you can't even drive in there right now. But they, they they finally said, okay, we're closed now. And it's true. Every Karen and Susan is on there saying, should have been a week ago. And it's, it's nothing but wolves and grizzly bears and open space. What the hell are you talking about? Well, where should, are these who, chicks' boyfriends like keeping them under control? Should have been a week ago. I'm sorry. Did a lot of people contract coronavirus in Yellowstone during that week? Was I not aware? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so funny how as these decisions get made, I'm telling you, go to Facebook or any other social media, go to an announcement, a recent announcement of a closure, and observe the Karens and Susans who are lecturing them about being late. How dare you? It's not enough and not soon enough. Good Lord, it's insufferable. It, and it's not really going to, I mean, I guess the whole point right now is just that we try to slow it down so that our hospital system doesn't get overwhelmed. Um, but it's not going to prevent the spread of this. It's highly infectious. Highly yeah, and, infectious. And, um, you know, I, I, obviously what's going on in New York is terrible, and I hope that we can get that solved. New York is also not the rest of the country, though. New York mm -hmm. has its own set of unique characteristics that make it uniquely dangerous for this sort of thing. If you, and that's why you know, I, I, peak, I speak with some people who are on the other side of a lot of this from where I am. And yeah, I mean, most often they're in a densely populated urban area. And perhaps I would feel differently about it, too, if I had like 15 diseased people coughing in my face every second I take a step out of my apartment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, I get it when you're in that kind of spot. Uh, Graham Godfrey, if a gun shop is under second rights, how can it be non-essential and ordered shuttered? That's a good question. Yeah, ask the authorities in Los Angeles County. Hopefully they'll get that resolved. But uh, but yeah, this essential versus non-essential business distinction, as we've been talking about, is just absolute nonsense. Shauna says, my husband and I are putting it towards debt, prep, and cash savings. We're trying to build an on-hand cash savings. That's mm. a good idea. Um, <laughs> nobody says, number one, Japanese. Number two, South Korean. Two Taiwanese, or three Taiwanese, four masseuses, and then everybody else. I'm surprised Susan WikiWiki allow, allows the definitive rankings <laughs> of Asian peoples <laughs> as a super chat option. Thank uh, you. Rainier Chen. It's easy to tell Taiwanese from Chinese, Matt. Just yell Taiwan number one and see who's <laughs> triggered or find the one who's not letting their kids shit in the street or just dangle what? a bat and see who eats it. <laughs> I saw a great meme someone sent me today that was, um, it was just the Joker. It was Heath Ledger's Joker with like a rice hat and the Fu Manchu. It was like, we're going to eat the Batman. <laughs> 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 I laughed for a good while at that one. Uh, Appreciate it. More laughs. <laughs> Yeah. All right, you all sat? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's get back to the call. Uh, Myth is up next. 
Myth, you're good to go. How are you guys doing? Oh, you know, we're getting through it. What's going on with you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I wanted to uh, preemptively congratulate you guys on 200 episodes. Oh, well, thanks. That is coming up on Sunday. Yep. Um, And, uh, of course, just wanted to uh, plug the Clips channel a little bit here. Um, Subscribe to the Clips channel. Link to the description. uh, We're almost to 1,000 subs. Once we get to 1,000, I'm going to do another uh, series. So we have all the hoax hates. So I'll take suggestions from your viewers. Maybe that's we'll right. I forgot the, uh, re- religion of love, um, or religion of peace. Remind me, there's a so you're telling me there's a complete backlog of all the hoax hates over on the Clips channel. Every one that got hate hate speech strikes. Two of them. Have- oh, oh yeah, I forgot about this. Just so people are clear, what Myth is doing is just taking our episodes and cutting them into shorter clips. He has all the hoax hates. Two of the hoax hate segments that he has just extracted from my channel and uploaded to a different channel with my permission have now been punished by YouTube as hate speech. Am I characterizing that correctly? Yeah, that's completely correct. But they're still on my channel, totally unpunished. Nothing's wrong with them on my channel at all. And I've never received a warning about them or anything. So the the strikes got removed, but the content was not allowed back up. They didn't, they didn't put the content. Do you back. remember which ones were too hateful? Uh, I I do not, unfortunately. I'm sure. And I did you did you have an opportunity to appeal those decisions? So I did repeal them, and they the the strikes got repealed, but that they didn't put the content back up. Wow, interesting. All right, sorry. I I know you wanted to call for something no. else. So I no, that's a, that's pretty much all I came to call. Oh, okay. For, so. Well, that I mean, we know that the, the you know the, another interesting thing while we're on this topic, really quick. One of the things that I do for because YouTube makes it so difficult for shows like ours to operate. Yeah. Um, obviously, we have clips that we're going to show every week. I've probably mentioned this before. Some people are aware. But because I have to cut up those clips that we're going to play, like you know, someone's soundbite for 30 seconds, yeah. what I do is I cut them up and I upload them to a separate YouTube channel, a total dummy channel, and that checks them for um, automatic copyright dings, or like any other content violations. So then I know that they're clear to play on the show. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> but on a few occasions, that channel has been punished for content, like community violations that are too violent or something like that. Oh. But then like after the fact, like, and you can't even find that channel. It's unlisted. You can't yeah. even see any of the videos on it. So, you know, don't go digging. There's nothing there. Uh, yeah, it's, they run everything through their bots and... But that's what's amazing is I'll post content on that channel. It's fine. I play it on the stream. It's fine. And then later YouTube punishes that channel as like breaking the rules. They retroactively go through content and apply new policies that they weren't applying before to older content. But they they rarely punish me. They just punish like these external places where my material is hosted. Yeah. Weird, man. You're too big. They, they can't. Well, if it's about time Susan throw, you know, throws me a bone. <laughs> Susan has um, not been kind to channels like mine for the last you know, year or two. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys have a good night. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. And subscribe to the Clips channel. Thank you. We just jumped to 150. Or oh, there you go. Sorry. Thanks, man. <laughs> See um, Oh, Miss Malevolence up next. It's been a little oh, while. Oh, it's been a long time. Yeah. Oh. Let's see. Oh, did she have to? T- oh, no. She's still here. Here we go. Miss Malevolent, what's going on? Aww. Uh, it kicked her out. Maybe she's on mobile. You there? Hey, what's going there on? There we go. It's been a little while. Good, Good to hear your voice. Hi, 
can't yeah, hear. Oh, I know. No. Congratulations, mommy. Are you um are you on mobile, Miss Malevolent? I am. Oh, unfor- it sounds like Blonde can't hear you, but I can. Oh, Mo- well, mobile always has technical congratulations, issues. Miss Malevolent says congratulations, mommy. Oh, thank you. What's uh, uh what's on your mind? So, a uh, question. How long do you think it will take for the Republicans to fold and give the Democrats everything they want? In term, in terms of this stimulus deal, or what? Yes, are they going to hold out and just make it about what this is supposed to be about, and not this extra crap like um, what is it, uh, carbon credits and all this other stuff? <laughs> yeah. uh, what they, are they? What are they fighting about right now? What's the holdup right now? Do we know? Uh, Nancy Pelosi basically saying, let them eat cake. That's what the whole, so she's not willing. They're not willing to bend on their ridiculous asks. Is that, is that what's going on? Well, supposedly that was going to be the case. And then they shot this one down and they expanded it. I think it went from like 1.5 and then it went up to two. And so basically it just looks like, well, we're going to do the waiting game and let the media excoriate the Republicans. And the Republicans are going to be the milk toast bitches that they usually are, and give in. Man, right? I don't think you can. I, oh man, that's a that's a terrible political spot. Because on the one hand, I understand. I I don't like I don't like what we're doing here. But I get the idea that if government is imposing damage on individuals and businesses, there's a government liability to fix it. I get that angle. I get that argument, and and I'm willing to to bend the my principles on how I would operate, how I would address this crisis to do what is helpful and best for the American people. So if you're one of those Republican politicians, do you accept all this BS as a way to get help to people who need it? Or do you dig your heels in to say, screw you to Nancy Pelosi, knowing that that will further delay the help that people need. If it was me, um, if it was me, I would say absolutely not, but that's because I'm, that's because I'm persuaded that a lot of this is, is not helpful anyway. I'm not convinced that adding this sort of debt on top of our already ridiculous debt is, is helpful in this sort of situation. But what do I think the Republicans will do? Um, I think, I mean, they probably will. I'm sure Nancy will get at least some win out of this, something, if not everything. This is so sickening. And you know, that, that witch came back from a vacation to, put the kibosh on all of this you know i'm sick and tired of her i wish Rand paul would go over and give her a good firm handshake and call because <laughs> i'm sick of her you I'm know t- what you're you're not even the first person that i've heard say i hope directly or indirectly say i hope nancy gets the coronavirus <laughs> I, mean, I, am tired I have to her. disavow but i understand where you're coming from i am tired of her Matt, <laughs> so these people have gone crazy over toilet paper and ammo but yeah i was able to get the full metal jacket 45s for my non-existent gun well you'll probably have an easier time finding the gun than the ammo at this point well i will i will not say whether i have a gun or not i'm Ah, gonna say i don't have one but i have ammo for it 
Good for you. Well, I was, um, you know, what's insane is the scraping of not just ammo, but 22 ammo. Like I, was, I, I don't why the, bother. I mean, I guess that would fuck somebody up if you like shot him right in the face. Well, no, but the thing is like, I I'm well stocked on like life and Liberty ammo, but most of the time when I go to the range, I'm just messing around with 22s cause it's more fun and it's cheap. But then I, I don't have a lot in my stock cause I, I don't usually hold a lot of it. I just kind of buy it as needed cause it's cheap okay. and who cares. But then I was looking lately and I'm like, Oh my God. So I did happen to get a bulk buy on 22 that was reasonably priced, but Man, if um if you're in the ammo market and you haven't bought what you're looking for by now, you might be screwed for a little while. Yeah. It's oh, it's yeah. really rough out there. I went into one shop, one gun shop, it looked like uh it was stripped bare like it was the Walking Dead or something. Yeah. You get a, you can find the weird calibers that nobody uses, but anything common, yeah. it's it's yeah. gone. Well, tell mama I I wanted to talk with her, but we're having the problems with it sure i I'll can forward a thought or a question time. to her real quick if you want are you able to hear her i can hear her just fine yeah. okay i can forward a thought to her before we let you go if you want you can hear her response uh, t- tell her what i said about uh rand paul giving nancy pelosi oh. a firm handshake and a well, nice call blonde she says uh, she just wants you to know that she hopes rand paul gives nancy pelosi a firm handshake and maybe an incidental cough in the mix too <laughs> that's her message of the night I like it alright thank you Miss Malevolent right. it's good to hear you alright ciao have a good night uh, Dangerous Spaces is up next Dangerous Spaces you're good to go hey there hey guys how we go oh <coughs> you know huh? uh, last we spoke Australia was not on lockdown right but it is now is that the case um, I no, I don't think it's nationwide. They are restricting uh, certain things. I've got friends that uh, own a hair salon, and apparently they can only have a maximum half hour appointment per person. Okay, which doesn't really work if you want to do things like hair coloring or anything too complex. Yeah. Okay. Um. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to complain about the media this week because they're. Just, I just think that they're out of control at the moment. It's shocking. Um, well, this chloroquine thing was, has been hilarious. What, what well, else that's is going what I, on? That, that's what I was going to bring up. So you've heard, Matt, uh, Blonde, have you heard of the story of the media blaming Trump over a couple apparently taking medication yeah. and one and the husband yeah. buying of it? CNN straight up said, like, um, a man dies from taking medication that was recommended by Donald Trump. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not, not at all what, mm, nope. Yeah, because I've got, I don't know, Blonde, you've probably not seen it. So I just want to go through a couple of the tweets that are actually being go, uh, going up. Sure. Because these are really bad. So Axios has deleted it now, and it took me a while to find it because, as it turns out, they've got a lot of tweets that say, we deleted this previous tweet that said. <laughs> so apparently they've got they've got. Well, at least they it. have the integrity to say that, and they don't just delete it without comment. I guess that's well, better than bit- nothing. Uh, it's better than nothing, but it took about it took a day, maybe a couple of days to do that. Yeah. So the original tweet: A man has died from ingesting chloroquine phosphate, one of the anti-malaria drugs, which it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, that Trump has mentioned in recent days, and uh, they've gone to. But even the even the the uh, correction, I don't think is good. So they said we've deleted this tweet and corrected our story because it did not reflect the full nature 
of the self-medication done with an additive commonly used to clean fish tanks. <laughs> and it's not self-medication. We <laughs> didn't take medicine. That, by definition, is what self-medicating is. Well, and the thing, too, is like even if the chemical or the compound was the same thing that Trump was touting, which it's not, at no point did Trump say, hey, find this in, I don't know, under your sink with the rest of your cleaners and just ingest it willy-nilly. Just ingest it freestyle. Yeah, that was never said. It was like, hey, I think I'm optimistic this might work. There's yeah, some I'm testing not, yeah, that needs to be thing. done. I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure he said, hey, we should be getting everyone to take this. Uh, the um, the the um, press conference where he said to the guy who said, you know, what do you say to all the people that are scared? And he said, I think you're a terrible reporter. Yeah. He just finished saying several times uh, that. Maybe this works. Maybe this doesn't. I'm really hopeful, and yeah. uh, we're taking a lot of measures to get the the medication so that if it does happen to work, we're we're ready to distribute. We're getting a lot in. Like he didn't say anything, and after that little exchange of saying several times, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. The guy said, "Well, are you giving people false hope?" He didn't say it was going to work. He lit, He said about three times. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. And the guy called, asked if that was giving false hope. Yeah, and he said explicitly, I feel good about it, but it's just a feeling. He's letting you know, like, yeah. it's just my hunch. I don't have yeah. a lot of, uh, you know, data to back it up. I'm just, I'm looking for some points of optimism here, and it looks like anecdotally. And that's what's interesting, too, is you got this anecdotal story of fish tank cleaner couple. Meanwhile, you also have not one, but several anecdotal stories that are public out there. You can read about, I saw one in the New York Post recently, about people that have um, received this sort of chloroquine treatment or chloroquine medic medication and have reported personally phenomenal results with coronavirus. Those yeah, anecdotes yeah. get no, no play. Yeah, like Nobody that cares. Asian actor from Lost. Did he yeah, do yeah, it? Da yeah, Daniel Day Kim, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah, he he's oh. he he literally had a video that said, yeah, yes, these are anecdotals, but you can add me to the anecdote. I took it and yeah. it's really improved. It's really improved for me. He says uh, I was, you know. yeah. All right. Well, last word if you want it. Um, yeah, let's do an Australian word of the week. Sure. Uh, so hard yakka, y a k k a. I'm sure you probably guessed this based on the sentence. Uh, Matt has done a lot of hard yakka to get this channel running to where it is. Furious masturbating. <laughs> Gender reassignment. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> where did either of those options come from? Uh, it's got to be like work, you know? It's got to be hard yeah, work. Yeah. I would, yeah. yeah, hard yakka. It's a term we use for hard work. Sure. Pretty okay. famous term in Australia, so. All right. Too bad it's not furious masturbating. That'd be way we funnier. could, you know, words evolve over time. Meaning evolves over time. We, can, we could redefine it. Thank you, dude. Thanks, Barry. No worries. You guys have a good one. <laughs> I haven't spoken to not that not to link directly between him and Bering, but um, I haven't spoken to Bering for a long time. I probably should reconnect with them. I know they. Yeah. God, they got married. They had a kid. They live in Sydney now. Uh, hopefully, they're living the life amid all this. Chaos, oh, I bet that but, kid's um, so cute. Uh, they probably don't have any pictures. And among all the good guys on YouTube, or just the good people on YouTube, Bering and Sugar Tits are. As far as I'm concerned, top tier. Um, and they, uh, you know, they bearing bearing definitely helped me out uh, in some of the earlier days of my channel for no reason other than he just is a good guy. So yeah. I hope they're doing I hope they're doing well. Be fun to talk to them again. Maybe we will soon. 
Uh, a Spader, our uh, our admin. Spader, you're uh, you're good to go if you're ready. How's it going, guys? Ah. Doing all right. What's on your wow. mind? Um, figured that I'd talk about something a little bit more lighthearted, but sort of related to what I called you guys about last week. Mm-hmm. So, as of now, it appears that the uh, the Trump bucks will pass through the Congress. Each American making, I think it's under 75K a year, will get $1,000 or so. Do we know when that's measured? Like 75K a year when? What is the I assume what's the that they go off that? the last year of taxes. Okay, I don't so it would be income 2018, it would be the benchmark? Because that's the I, last I year. So. Like I haven't, I haven't paid my taxes this year. And I probably, I don't even know if I will by the 15th deadline, because of course that's been, ex, that's been ex, uh, extended. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't know how they measure it, but my question is more, what would you guys use it on? Yeah, we were, we were talking about this earlier. Um, I actually might throw the question, well, here's the thing. My, I, I, if I get a Corona bucks check, which this thing still has to pass, mm-hmm. we still have to know how we measure this, so who knows. But if I get a Corona bucks check, my I have two things that I'm considering. Um, one is Boogaloo supplies, because that seems like an unprincipled thing to do. So, like, I don't know, bulk ammo, firearm, uh, more food or, or water prep type stuff, whatever. Medication, maybe. My, my supplies are lacking medication and, and just uh, medical supplies for an emergency. Or uh, just donate it to charity. Donate it to a quality charity. Those are my those are my two options. That. Or you could split Donate it. You could do shirt. half and half. I'm using it to buy a new hot water heater. All right. Nice. What what do you think? Yeah, what's so, the what's the way to go here? I'm sort of uh where where you are on this. I'm not quite sure. Part of me wants to uh give it to charity, part of me wants to spend it on guns and ammo. I, I think you're splitting it down the middle See, seems pretty reasonable. I hmm. think I, I don't know how it works quite with uh, you and Super Chats and everything, but me personally, I have a stable job that's not going away. So I sort of feel like, in a sense, I don't need the money. So it feels pretty disposable. Yeah, but I, you might want to, you might not feel like that later. Everybody spend see, it on yourself. Everybody buy $1,200 in bullets. That's <laughs> bulk ammo is hard to argue with. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, yeah, you know, I, I've planned for, as I've mentioned, like I've planned for a rainy day, whether it's Susan wiki wiki or whether it's coronavirus. So, um, so, you know, I, I, there's nothing, there's certainly nothing wrong with just saving it too. And planning for another rainy day at the end of the day, it's your money. It's just your money that they took and they're giving back to you after they've, you know, charged a administration fee and all this other stuff. So I don't know why I feel like I have this obligation to spend it in certain ways. Cause it's my money that you stole last year. So who cares? I'll do what I want. That's the yeah. proper answer. I'll go gamble it at a casino. If I want, I do what I want. I mean, I, I don't, I shouldn't submit to this framing that like, Oh, this is money that the, the state has bestowed upon me for a noble purpose or no, it's my money. You just stole it last year. Yeah, that's, that's well, and I understand that sentiment, but the thing yeah. is, I mean, let's be honest. All of us, when we get like a couple hundred dollars that we didn't expect, we're like, yeah, you know, even though it's our money that they took from us, it's still like the hey, I have money to use now. You think yeah. like, what? What have I been wanting recently? And that's just sort of the natural human reaction. I just there's a part of me that wants like a Corona rifle. Like, yeah, that one's my Corona rifle. 
I got it because of that right? weird Chinese bat disease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be fun to have a story of something like that, but I don't know. We'll see yeah, if it works exactly. out that way. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, uh, good talking with you guys. Be yeah, well. Thanks, man. You as well. Okay. Let's try to squeeze in one more before our next break. Okay. Uh, keep me on the clock here. Luke, you're good to go if you're ready. Oh, hey, guys. Hi. What's Another Aussie here. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is a first-time caller. I am oh, home, thanks. working from home. Australia is in a bit of a lockdown, at least in New South Wales. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, first time I've had a chance to call in, really. So um, I guess I want to talk about um, I don't know, religion. <laughs> Simple sure. topic. Yeah. Uh, I know it might be a little bit personal question um, yeah. about re- your religious beliefs. I know Blonde has mentioned a few times going going towards Christianity. And um, as I'm growing older, becoming more conservative, um, I'm finding myself in a weird situation as in someone who is definitely agnostic at the very least. Then um, I'm kind of grouped in with people who are more religious than people on, on the left. So yeah. finding myself um, sometimes conflicted. Um, I guess, what are your thoughts on, like, uh, was it Mike Pence saying, um, oh, praying about, the, praying the coronavirus away in um, public office? What do you, what's your mm. thoughts on that? I mean, I, I, I don't really think that there is this, um, I think there's a huge overlap between science and Christianity. I don't think that Christianity is inherently anti-science. And uh, something that's really helped me is relinquishing control in this situation because I'm like, we cannot do anything about this except for what we're doing, which might not be the right course of action. So I think like, I think praying for this is the right thing to do. It's, it's interesting that you say it that way, that, that you, you provide yourself the comfort with relinquishing control where appropriate. I was talking to my dad about coronavirus and just all sorts of power grabs um, yesterday, and we were sort of just observing how, whether it's coronavirus or any other crisis, all the world's greatest evils generally come from people who believe they can control everything mm-hmm. for the greater good. They think that they can they can seize control of everything that's bad, and they can make it go away. In turn, you end up doing more damage in pursuit of that greater good. And there's a lot of irony there, but to, so I'm fully on board with, with that concept. Um, and to the question about Mike Pence praying. I'm not, uh, as we've talked about on the show, like I'm not personally a man of faith per se. I'm open to the, um, the case for God. And we talk about that a lot, but I don't, I don't personally pray or anything like that, but I hate the hostility toward prayer, whether it's in the context of thoughts and prayers, don't do anything for gun violence or thoughts and prayers. Don't do anything for coronavirus. I mean, on their own, maybe, maybe, maybe not. But at bare minimum, even if you're you're totally atheist or agnostic on the topic, and you don't believe that there's um, that there's any sort of divinity or any sort of that nobody's answering your prayers, so to speak, show me any context in which a positive attitude is not helpful. A positive attitude is always helpful, and if prayer is your route to to maintaining optimism and and staying calm in a time of danger and panic. Absolutely, that is a good thing. So uh, count, agree, yeah. count me in on team prayer, even though I'm not really a prayer guy personally. That's just yeah, my perspective. I, I suppose that it could be um, seen as an issue if if people thinking that thoughts and prayers are good enough that they don't not driven to do something that's more you know practical, <laughs> more physical. Mm-hmm. Um, if people are just think they can get away with 
you know, making it, you know, instead of maybe giving some money to a charity, they're just saying thoughts and prayers to her to whatever the issue is that they're Yeah, I mean, my issue is that the, the alternative to thoughts and prayers that they want is less usually like, well, it'd be great if you supported charity or something. Instead, it's usually, it'd be great if we seized control of right. a bunch of other people. Right, and then gave it to people. the Planned Parenthood or the charity of our choice. Yeah, it'd be oh, great yeah. if we yeah. if we seized things instead of thoughts and prayers, which I fundamentally oppose. Yeah, well, uh, thoughts and prayers is not really, I haven't really got much of a, strong opinion on on that but just when i ever see a politician uh especially in the west which is supposed to have a you know value separation of church and state talk about god or praying to a certain god i often wonder like whether you if someone is strongly christian whether what would they think if say a, a muslim was in there praying to allah um mm -hmm. are on the same thing it would probably irk them um i'm not one of these people that demands um like religious things taken out of um courts so i don't really sure. have I, I just think it, it irks me i guess is all i'm really saying that um there's maybe a little bit of a um hip, hypocrisy i suppose in some ways that uh some could be christians are saying this is a, this is definitely okay we are a christian country but we're supposed to also then say separation of church and state and what would happen if a if a muslim was in there praying um yeah so that's just want to get your thoughts that's all Sure. Yeah, I think we're I think we're probably on somewhat of a similar page. I'm pretty yeah. deferential on the church and state stuff. As long as you're not, as long as it's not the state trying to force me into a particular faith, I don't have a politician with, or I don't have a problem with a politician exercising his or her faith. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, a good example of what you're talking about is say like uh, changing house rules for Ilhan Omar's hijab. Um, we could have an interesting debate about that one, for example. Uh, but yeah, as long as you're not trying to cram a faith down my throat by force, I am not in the business of, of trying to restrict other people's exercise either. Yeah. Cool. Thank yeah. you, man. I'm on board. No worries. All right. Have fun guys. Bye. Have, have a good day down under. Thank you. Yeah. It's only, it's one o'clock. <laughs> right. Oh, nice. All right. Uh, next break time. Reload this. Uh, Silosopher supporting the show over on D Live once again. Thank you, man. Um, over on Streamlabs, Raggle Fraggle says, "Look like looks like blonde need looks like blonde needs a pick me up. Everyone should use this time to learn a skill, a new skill or hobby. Fix things around the house. Read a book. Tell someone you love them and give Pornhub and Netflix a break. Probably good advice. It's called Stay Home Hub now. By the way, oh, do they Pornhub changed its name? All right. Uh, have a great show, guys. Um, yeah, yeah, I think uh, that's a healthy attitude to to maintain is, all right, my life has probably changed a little bit, but how can I maximize the use of this change or this time? Or right. you know, That's a good attitude to maintain. Sitting around and even though I hate so many things that are going on right now, sitting around just being miserable and hating things is almost never a productive use of time. So, sure it is. Well, it might be Blonde's favorite pastime, but these days you got more things to worry about maybe that is what it yesterday. is though i have more things to worry about hmm. Ugh. um and one, one more real quick sorry. Oh, sorry andel says uh canada is up over 3400 flu cases but that could be misleading as ontario is behind by over 8,000 cases so worried about my immunity compromised dad you both uh have no idea how much your safe space grounds us thanks for everything well uh hoping the best for you and obviously the best for your dad and i um Real quick before we move into the stream, like I was listening to um, Shapiro talk about one study today that there are there's some serious 
reason for optimism in terms of how lethal coronavirus actually is. Obviously, yeah. this does not diminish the medical needs of people in New York, where medical resources are being very strained and all of that. But in terms of the lethality, there's credible academic research to suggest that there are way, 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 way more infected and possibly now immune people who were asymptomatic or minimally symptomatic, never even sought medical treatment because of how minimal it was. And no matter what, but the, the, this study was speculating that, that those people could be on a scale of tens of thousands, if not more. But no matter what, when we talk about the death rate right now, that's something like 1.3% in the U.S. of confirmed cases, we know that denominator is, is much larger right. than than that confirmed mm -hmm. cases denominator and it's possibly that it it's possible that it is much larger than we even expected before it could be exponentially larger than what we're dealing with right now so again you know the nobody really knows people speculate about how deadly coronavirus is and the fact is we we're st there still just isn't enough data to work with particularly in this country you know it's mm -hmm. one thing to say it's super deadly in italy or in china we're not Italy or China. We don't have the same healthcare system. We don't have the same population. All I know is, um, you know, in Canada and the U.S., I, I've seen some information that would lead us to to hope that this thing is actually not the disaster it's been forecasted as. And I and I, I hope that's the right, case. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just obviously I just want people to be healthy and I want us to move on from this thing. I'm not interested in the like who's right battle of like oh I told you so or you told me so or whatever. I just want this thing to to move, to run its course and everybody to get through it as well as possible. And I want to go back to regular life, go back to real life. I'm already sick of this and we're only like a week into it. It's only been a week? Yeah, right. yeah. Ba uh, well, a week and change really since everything started shutting down. 10 it's days, something like that. It's been two months since the, since the first case in the United States. Yeah, right? but, like, but like 10 days since, since shit got real, you know, since oh. uh, everything, has, everything has closed down basically. Oh, geez. Truculent Phillips. Hey, guys, listening at work, as always. Appreciate you both keeping me sane since 2017. Seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? Gosh, man. Thanks for tuning in for that long. Yeah. Laurel says, keep tithing. But other than that, instead of giving to charity, use your extra money to support your local mom and pop businesses. She's right. That's Especially a good call, Especially to-go orders from restaurants. Give an extra tip. Which I always do anyway, man. I go, I, like, I almost never eat in a restaurant unless we're going out on, like, a Saturday night and it's a little more of a deal. Yeah. But whenever I get food at a restaurant, I pretty much always take it to go. And like I said, now I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'll sit at that table over there if I want to. You know, it's just like, don't tell me I can't sit there. Yeah. All right. I've, I've never wanted to sit at a table at a Chipotle in my life. Here I am. Until now. Yeah, until now. Now I want to. Uh, Danny Montana Blonde, you're correct. As, part, as a part Japanese, part Chinese. Wait. As a part Japanese person, China is at the bottom of the list and Japan is at the top. After all, Japan was named honorary Aryan. The commandant says, regards, <laughs> hail victory. I do like the Japanese. I don't know what to say. They have an excellent so culture. So honorable. So honorable. Yeah. Default username. Even if everything goes very, very bad, people are tougher than they realize, and we will survive, be better for it. Our rights are the utmost priority. Have faith. Mankind has been through much worse. That's also true. Yeah, um, I appreciate the optimism and I appreciate sticking to to rights. And, um, you know, that's that is a hill that I'm prepared to die on rightly or wrongly as well. Um, yeah, I do find it interesting when circumstances like this suddenly put a lot of asterisks and butts and this or that's on your on your rights. And it's like, 
well, are they rights or are they privileges? Because a lot of the stuff I'm seeing right now suggests that I can do things as long as the government gives me permission, which I previously understood to be backward. That right. I can do things and the government has no legitimate basis to restrict them. And again, to be clear, because trust me, I got plenty of angry people who are like, I can't believe you support licking doorknobs in my email. And I can't believe you want my grandma to die. Yeah, okay. I'm not, what, I'm not advocating irresponsible behavior or aggression towards others. What I am advocating is the preservation of freedom and fundamental liberty at all costs. Right. That's what I'm advocating. Doesn't mean that I support deodorant liquor guy at Walmart who's being prosecuted for terrorism now or something like that. Again, I support the freedom to choose over what is actually chosen. I get those emails from boomers all the time. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of... Uh, you it's, hate it's, me. I used to like your content, but now that I know... <laughs> you, like, don't take things personally. These are just unresolved issues that I have with my parents, okay? It is... Yeah, and... and I I understand why people are passionate about this issue. And I'm trying to be as patient with that as possible because I'm passionate on my side of this issue too. But I do get a kick where people, um, because a joke was made or because you hold a particular oh, position. I'm not they, joking. Boomers are trying to fuck us at every turn, including <laughs> the coronavirus. All right. Fair enough. Boomers are, if you're a boomer, if you're a boomer, please be personally uh target. Feel Except personally for Darlene. Targeted. I like Darlene. And attacked. But yeah, I've, just like anybody else is made fun of, like snow apes are made fun of. Don't take these things as a personal attack on you. Uh, Unless you're I, a boomer, then definitely take when it a, When a perfect stranger accuses me of hating him or her, I never really know how to react. My initial reaction is like, you're right. I, I really hate you individually. Screw you, guy I've never talked to in my life except for this time. It's weird how people jump to that conclusion. No, I, I, but I'm, I'm actually talking about almost all boomers. Like, I, <laughs> well, speak for yourself. No, this is, this is a totally legitimate. So they, they displaced us from the housing market. So all of us if that, that own houses are cash poor. Then we have a national emergency and all the younger people are going to get shit health care while they just use up all of our health care and then um, leave us nothing. They also destroyed our culture with illegal immigration and legal immigration for that matter. So boomers can suck my balls. I mean, that's blonde in the belly of the beast at gmail.com. Yeah, go that nuts. Is not, Come at me. That is not my email me. that you go to. And you know what? My parents would agree with me. Yeah. Well, and, and to be as fair as possible, I hate, um, I hate the millennial generation. Mostly. Why? That doesn't mean I hate every individual. No, millennial. I hate all of these. This is another thing. All these uh, pictures of all these people on beaches. They're like, I just want to go out and get drunk before they close the bars. All those people are generation Z. Millennials are at home totally broke because they spent all of their money on their house telling yeah. their parents to stay home. Well, they're also uh, pursuing feminism, drinking wine and petting their cat and convincing themselves this is the path to happiness. Don't pretend because like the millennials. Because they were raised by morally <laughs> we, bankrupt we're, boomers. We're individuals with agency too. At some point we Your have to take responsibility can for really our... fuck you up for life. That's all I'm I saying. guess, but I'm just saying the millennial generation has its flaws too. I can't sit here and defend them. You know as... who never gets personally offended? Who? Your parents. Uh, no, pretty much never. Yeah. Atypical boomers. Well, that's, that's cause they're, uh, they're snow apes mostly like they're incapable of aggression. Uh, so there's a genetic basis for their even tempers. <laughs> is that what you're saying? I, they passed it on to me, I guess. Anyway, we got to get into the uh, callers. No, we don't. It's fine. It's fine. It's good. Um, <laughs> 
Oh, bummer. Macaptera was next. I, oh, no, he is here. Cool. I thought he might have dipped out. Macaptera, you're good to go. It's been a little bit. Welcome back. Hey. Um, yeah, I guess it has. Uh, What's on Calling is, in is... from the uh, Gallatin County quarantine zone. Well, I was going to ask you because uh, you, were, uh, you were, we used to talk about how you were planning to move here. You have, in fact, moved here. Yeah, I've uh, started a new life. I guess. Yeah, well, how, how are you enjoying? Are you attending MSU or what? Yeah, I am attending as a graduate student, uh, cool. conducting research for my master's degree, and um, nice. Yeah, it's other very than, strange that other than the current times, have you been enjoying your time here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even now, it's nice. Not a lot of people around. Yeah. Are you, so? Are you are you able to complete your academic work remotely now, or what's the plan? I'm still in the lab until. Until I can't be. I'm trying to get as much, like, ready so that when they close the lab building for us, I'm able to work from home. But, you know, I need a microscope. I need specimens. I need montaging cameras and things like that. It's not really something I can do from home. Huh. So it's not, there's no, what are the restrictions on campus right now? That's not Um, shut down? Presently, they're in a, well, labs at least are in something called, uh, level one or something like this. Um, it's basically just you need to keep six feet from everyone. You're not supposed to congregate. Mm-hmm. And six the feet, labs man. are at their own discretion supposed to implement things. How do you even um, work in a lab keeping that far away from each other? I mean, most people are working from home in the lab. So there's like two other people in my group who are even coming into the building anymore. Yeah. Um, but if they step it up to two, then only one or I think it's three total people can be designated as essential for the lab. Okay. To, you know, water plants and keep animals alive, stuff like that. Um, but they haven't decided to do that yet. And they really haven't told us when they're going to do it. So we're kind hmm. of playing it by ear. Was this, um, th- and this was your first year in the graduate program, yeah? This, this... I started in... Um, uh, well, I mean, it's about a year and a half now. Oh, wow. It's been that long. We got to hang out sometime, man. You got to send me an email. Yeah, maybe when the uh, restaurants open up. Yeah, I know. When the, well, <laughs> as the weather gets nicer here, too. That's why I'm bummed, man. We've, we keep, you know, we keep getting some nice snowstorms. You can't go and do anything with it. At least, mm-hmm. well, yeah. you can if you want to work hard for it, but I don't know if I want to work that hard. Mm-hmm. Anything else in your mind? Um, I was, I mean... I was mostly calling in because I just I saw your video earlier today and I yeah thought it was pretty good a return to form I'd say oh well thank you um it, it, you know I get a lot of a lot of the stuff I'm talking about right now is is uh, you know people like it or they really hate it and that's fine I understand this is a very um very divisive or a very controversial time yeah mm-hmm. so I appreciate it man and I think um as I've said before you know. I think we we have a luxurious position here where we are, where I don't have 15 people hacking in my face when I walk out of my apartment building. So mm-hmm. uh, so obviously you you and you and I here probably don't maybe have the same sense of urgency about this sort of thing, but I don't mm-hmm. know, man. I just don't want to throw everything we have under the bus to to uh, to uh, course correct on something that may not need as drastic of a course correction that mm-hmm. we're pursuing in some places yeah i mean i think that it's perfectly reasonable to say that perhaps the medicine is more dangerous than 
the disease. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think that was that controversial. I kind of can't believe people freaked out. The problem really is, well, first of all, if you're, you know, say if you say anything on the internet, you're going to find people who disagree with you. That's just like the first rule. Yeah. But the other problem is that we don't actually know exactly how dangerous or mundane this is yet. Yeah, and, and so, I want to. Yeah, I want to be fair about that to people who are on the other side. Is I I have my suspicions that this might not end up being as dire as we've been told. But at the end of the day, I don't know, and I understand why people want to be cautious about the unknown. Being better better safe than sorry is generally a good mantra to live by. I can't mm-hmm. fault mm-hmm. people for that. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, there are other risks besides getting sick. Sure. I mean, there are risks to the economy. Yeah. There are risks to, to people's livelihoods. And then yeah. that, of course, has health implications as well. And <laughs> I think we're at the point with the economy stuff. It's beyond risk. Like we're entering certain struggle oh, for yeah. a lot of people. I think we're there. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, I appreciate uh, appreciate hearing from you. And absolutely send me an email or something uh, once this once this clears. You know, it'd be fun to uh, grab a beer or whatever whatever you deem appropriate. All right. I need more friends in this town is what I'm saying. I'm a loser yeah, with no too. friends. <laughs> Thank you, man. I said that. Yeah. A, have a good night. I said that a couple of weeks ago and another guy from Bozeman emailed and is like, hey, I'm a loser with no friends who lives in this town. All right, cool. Once there's no more coronavirus, let's hang out. I know, but it's really hard to like, like I made a friend and her husband who recognized me at the grocery store and like I keep wanting to hang out with them. And then every time I like conjure the energy to do it, I'm like, I can't, I can't go and talk to people right now well okay are you What's, like, why? my only question is are you flaking i'm i'm chronically flaky yeah. did you make a plan and flake on it if so no screw you. but like i messaged her when i was feeling motivated and i was yeah. like let's get dinner tonight and then like two hours later she messaged me back and she was like sure and i was like i've already lost i've already lost you, motivation you. <laughs> you're that person who's like hey let's do something all right cool what never mind it's i don't know God, what to tell you i've got to capitalize hate. capitalize on that moment where i'm like i'm gonna socialize i hope she talked shit about you to her husband after oh, a move like that they're so nice too and i really want to be friends with them and like we can go yeah, on double well, dates and stuff. Yeah, yeah that's definitely the way you'll become friends with them is by pulling that kind of crap well i can't hang out with them now <laughs> yeah i know all right uh patriarchy's up next hey how's it going guys Living oh you know getting through it what's on your mind <laughs> Uh, first off, blonde for you. Japan is not number one on the Korean list. That belongs to Korean. My wife heard you, and she was very upset that Koreans were not number one. Okay, I'm willing to. I'm willing. I I love Koreans. I've always had a lot of Korean friends growing up, and Korean barbecue really does rival like some of the best sushi. So, Korean barbecue is amazing. And she only says Japanese are only number two because of the anime. That is true. They do have a That's culture what? of of tentacle porn and Korean men <laughs> are more masculine than Japanese men and rooftop Koreans. Are they number one? I forgot about rooftop mm. Koreans. That's a classic moment. Well, you gotta understand her. Uh, she, she's Korean and uh, Koreans hate Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> and how, pray tell, how do they feel about the Chinese? Well, Japan, I mean, she puts Japan a little bit of China right now. Mm. A Japan little bit. Number I, thought, two. I thought these were drastic differences. No, no. You see, say Korea's number one, and then there's a big old like there's fifty big feet old poop. pile of crap. Yeah, you got it. Then there's Japan, Korea, and all the other ones. All right. Okay. 
As suspected, uh, you guys are you guys are super racist, but I'm fine with that. <laughs> True story. Asians are very racist. <laughs> True story. Uh, where's I go with this? Oh, I can't I tell you how much I'm fuck. loving this. What's happening right now? It has really benefited my employment, and stocks are amazing to buy right now. It's awesome. <laughs> well, okay, that's some silver lining. What, what's your employment? Oh, I, I I'm an I work in the IC. I'm a nurse. Wow, are you uh, are you facing the disease head on right now, or are you in one of the more lucky areas? Yes and no. Like so, what the the way they have it marked up is every day when you go to work. <clears throat> first of all, you it's like security, man. It's like you need top secret clearance to even enter the building because oh, visitors are no longer allowed to even see patients, which yeah. we love. Um, can you what are you comfortable sharing what locality this is? Oh, it's in or, the state of Ohio. I don't want to say okay. too yeah, much, yeah, but Ohio generally, sure. Yeah. So um, you got to go in, they take your temperature, they're going to ask you a couple questions. You know, have you taken care of any corona patients? Do you have mm-hmm. tight chest? And you feel like, you know, you answer these questions and based on what you say deter- determines if you even get to work. So I'm actually not allowed to work for the next week because I was uh, uh, a patient that I was interacting with uh, is positive for COVID 19. Oh, no. Mm. And so, did you feel tight chest? I go, yeah, I have allergies. I've been feeling this way for like a week. Mm. Well before I even got in contact with space, like, all right, you're going home. See you in a week. Like, all right. So what's uh, the incubation period? I thought it was 10 days. It's anywhere from three to 14 days. And I, I even said that. It's like, oh, man, these are allergies. I've been having this for like a week. And I just had this, uh, this patient like 36 hours ago. It's like, doesn't matter. See you in a week. Wow. So <clears throat> are you able to... Are you able to work? I mean, can you do something remotely, or are they you just you just have to sit in your house and? Oh, I I, I still get paid, but uh, I just get to sit in my house. Yeah, and you don't I, have to actually do any work in that case. Exactly, and if you're asking yeah. like the severity of it, like on the patients, it, I would say it's like legit. It's like it, it's hard to say because some people, like you know, you've seen people that test positive, they're asymptomatic, or they don't show, yeah. you know, or very like very few and I have to get tested before I even get to work. And I didn't know this. Apparently you got to have a prescription to even get tested. So I had to call, wow. you got to call your healthcare provider. Like, you know how you were getting a script for Oxy or something. As yeah. how, you got to call and your doctor has to write you a script to get tested, which is retarded, wow. but whatever. Okay. Oh, so so anyway. weak. <laughs> All right. I know. We got to keep it moving, but, uh, but yeah. thanks for doing what you're doing and thanks for helping fight against, uh, against the disease, man. And, uh, thank you to your wife for clarifying the proper order of things. Yeah. yeah my wife wanted to be clear about proper Asian uh, right. hierarchy. Sure. Tell her that she is superior. <laughs> she, thanks, she, she loves you again. All right. Thanks. Guys. <laughs> uh, we got now we're going to have some pissed off more. Japanese people calling in. God, dude, what have you done? Uh, put no, but peated judge, but peated judge. I'm sorry about your fate, but in the, uh, oh. in the election. Oh, that's okay. Well, uh, you can call us the comeback kid. We're, uh, we're coming back. All right, cool. What's on your mind? Um, uh, actually I, uh, called in a couple of weeks back and was talking about the new Apollo missions. Um, uh, I, gosh, I, it's, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. What were we talking about specifically with them? Um, I just kind of asked if you guys had heard about it and, uh, I have to admit, I, I didn't expect anybody to, you know, it's, it's kind of a niche thing to be interested in going to the moon again, but yeah. Um, yeah, it, I it think actually, I again, you bit. say, I'm just, joking. yeah, I, I disagree with the phrasing. It's never been done, but I'm sure we mentioned that at the time. 
we already made that, that joke. Yeah. Yeah, that that's actually what I wanted to talk about because um uh, I'm I'm obviously I believe we went and that's what I want to uh I mean I mostly do, but I, find, I I I do. I'll be clear. I do. I just find the conspiracy theorizing. Uh I I enjoy that I like particular yeah. conspiracy theory a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, that conspiracy theory was was kind of what prompted my interest in it and yeah. I mean, just the more the the more I I've, I was reading about the original moon landing and then I it kind of got me to this point where I'm looking up this new one um, and, and now I'm just thinking like well because I'm so sure of it this has got to be the the proving factor right we get out there we see the flags we see the lunar module bases then well we got uh, we, we got to confirm there but all right you think. Sorry, I think I lost you for a second. Can you repeat? Oh, we're we're not oh, actually. Um, we actually do think the moon landing happened. I feel like I need to say that. Y- yeah, I. This is like, yeah. I mean, I guess I believe Michelle Obama is a biological woman. Fine. No, I read a lot about <laughs> elongated labia. <laughs> I did look at the pictures. I did not think labia could swing, but I stand corrected. Wow. I tried anyway. to show my husband these videos, and he was like. No, I'm not convinced. I'm like, but look, you can see it. He's like, no. Oh, all right. Well, we need to hang out. I'll I'll convince him. He hasn't seen okay. the right videos. Okay. Uh, sorry, it sounded like you cut out maybe for a second or so. What were you saying? Um. Yeah. I. I think I. Uh, I think I did. Um. Do you have me now? Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Okay. Perfect. Um. Yeah. But I, I guess just. Uh, so if you. Um. As far as the new moon landings, uh, mm-hmm. we're 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 going to be doing an unmanned flight in 2021. Um, we're going to go to uh, lunar orbit there, uh, so I, I think that'll be pretty cool. Um, I, I guess from a like you know uh, fiscal conservative perspective, what do you what do you think of the government putting money into stuff like that? Is it? Ooh, that's that's pretty interesting. There's a lot of arguments about this. Is like what sort of discovery or technological advancement would or would not happen without government support, whether it's grants or an actual direct program like NASA. I think it's Um, like super not a priority. The best case I could make for the government running this sort of thing is that it's like a defense issue. I suppose I would prefer these things be done privately, to be honest, obviously. But, uh, but maybe there is like a space force angle on this. Maybe this is the, you know, the moon and the rest of space is sort of like today's Louisiana purchase, you know, or something like that. Maybe yeah. it is of military importance or defense importance or something. I don't know. I, I guess I haven't thought about that super thoroughly to give you a clear answer. But where do you stand on it? Um, well, I, I, I guess I, I, I don't really have a problem with it from just from the pursuit of knowledge aspect um mm-hmm. you know realistically what they spend on stuff like this while it is massive when you just look at the sum total uh we're, we're talking about like you know one one thousandth of a bernie plan so it doesn't really i mean i'd rather me. yeah it's it's certainly not the biggest waste that i'd be you know the, yeah if i was starting to take an axe to the federal budget i don't know that that would be the first thing i'd aim at but mm-hmm. uh but yeah um, and all well, right. I, I think the other thing too. Uh, sorry, I, I know I'm running short on time here. I just wanted to mention the uh, the the other benefit is the uh, um, when you go when you go out into space, you can find you know minerals that are rare on Earth but expensive because of that. And you know, so uh, there's talk about diamond mining and asteroids. And well, diamonds not super rare, but you know, 
yeah. uh, specifically, uh, um, you know, dense metals that, that don't really commonly occur in, in Earth's uh, surface that are plentiful out on asteroids. Hmm. So yeah. there's a uh, cost or a profit to be made. Too. Yeah, I guess I would just rather have private companies assume the risk of that exploration, and then they, of course, the reward for their risk is massive profit. You know, I, I, I don't know that I want the public rated to assume that risk. I suppose, but yeah, and you know, yeah. like I said, it's probably not the it's not the hill I'm going to die on. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, sounds like a lot of agreement all around. All right, well, thank you, man. Have yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, can we take one more, you think? Yeah, sure. I'd like to hear from a Neo and Realist here who, uh, oh, did he, oh no, he is still hanging around. Uh, Neo and Realist, you're good to go. And, uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to hearing from you because I know that you're in the belly of the coronavirus beast. Oh yeah. Coming at you from the hot zone. Are you infected yet? No coof, but there was a guy outside yesterday coughing along. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. I mean, where are you? I I don't know. I'm in uh, Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Sounds like you just bashed somebody's kneecaps in. I should have figured it out on my own. <laughs> <laughs> so I was calling today. This guy mentioned space and reminded me. Hmm. In a few hours comes the final episode of uh, Star Trek Picard for their first season. <laughs> Blonde, you didn't catch that at all? Nope. I'm, I'm not watching it. Hmm. I'm guessing if you had watched it, you probably would have liked it overall. It was a lot what? of stuff in there. That they ruined a lot of characters from the next generation. Oh, you said wouldn't have liked it. I mean, you wouldn't have hated it, I don't think, but there was a lot you would not have liked. Hmm. What characters did they ruin? Because, uh, let's put it this way. The first season I found it watchable, but then the people that write the show said... We're gonna have more LGBT characters and uh, representation next year, and it's like, forget it. Oh. <laughs> I can see which way oh, this is going. God. <laughs> yeah, what a world. I don't know. You've, it seems like you've gotten more compassionate uh, with time. I don't know if that's maybe because of the pregnancy, but you've I, you've cut uh, Joe Biden a lot of slack recently, and uh, that's just because he's so close to dying. I mean, I. Uh... I just I, I have no leeway, compassion in my heart for people that are going to destroy Star Trek the next generation. Like, it's so dear to me that I'm just like, everybody involved in the making of this should be executed, and I'm not going to watch a second of it. <laughs> they the, the one that really got ruined wasn't even a TNG character. They, they destroyed Seven of Nine. What? Why? They, I don't want to spoil it. I mean, there's probably people listening. But uh, right. she got wrecked. Matt, did you see? Uh, oh, you. I think you mentioned it. You saw Hog tweet on TikTok. Yeah. Well, I think you were the first person who made me aware of it. Actually, um, <laughs> yes. It is the, the timeline keeps getting weirder, man. Uh, I couldn't certainly... believe it. I said, I, I can't believe I'm going to retweet this kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that is pretty funny, dude. I uh, of all the many things I never expected to happen in the last uh, week to ten days, two weeks, whatever. Uh, certainly agreement with david hogg on a point was uh was a just, surprise just a point Crazy. of curiosity do you guys have tiktok accounts no i do no, not i never have I'm occasionally people will like send old. me a tiktok clip or something but See, i don't i don't have an account or i don't have the if, app if you're trying to reach young audience that's where they are but it's essentially chinese spyware so i was like i don't even want to mess with it <laughs> yeah i yeah the less the less chinese stuff in my life at this point the better 
So, uh, so I'll operate as best I can according to that philosophy. All right. I'll let you All guys right, go. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate your, uh, your, your videos from the, from the, from the Corona pit. So thanks for keeping, uh, keeping everybody informed. Caesar. All right. Hey. Have a good night. All right. We will, uh, end the calls there. Appreciate everybody's patience tonight. Um, I know it's, you know, we do the best we can. We can't get everybody in. And, uh, if you're having trouble participating live or you can't participate live, please do send us an email. Again, that's beauty in the beta, beauty in the beta at gmail.com. Put call in show question in the subject line. So we know that's what it's for beauty in the beta at gmail.com. The one spot you can send your call in show questions. Chivalrous. We'll get through those uh, right now. Chivalrous says, have you guys heard of the plague of locusts that are currently decimating the Horn of Africa, the Arabian Peninsula, Pakistan, and Northern India? In Africa, clouds of locusts spanning six countries are forecast to cut a swath all the way down to South Africa. What do you guys think should be our response as a nation to this crisis? I, I've never heard a single word about this until now. Uh, yeah, I've heard about it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, we have domestic issues that need to be resolved imminently. We're not home. Is, um, I have no idea what sort of locust, what locust behavior or migration is like. Is there a reason? I'm fairly that I, certain it destroys crop. They destroy crops. But is there a reason that I should be concerned for the United States? Cause there's a huge like country sized swarm of locusts in Africa. I mean, they, compassion they, for blah, blah, something, something. Well, okay. But like, I guess what I'm saying is, can they cross the ocean and come here? Can they oh, come no. harm the United States? Okay. What do you even do to fight locusts? Let's say we had that here. Do you get like planes with pesticide or how do you fight them? I have no idea. You well, shoot them great... individually with tiny BBs. Just okay. one by one. You just pick off all the locusts. We need a great locust and pest control mind to inform us know. how that would be managed. I just feel like this is not uh, our problem. I mean, it's not like we're paying it forward because at some point Africa is going to bail us out. <laughs> so why and bother? If, well, we know one thing that Africa is only in rough shape because of U.S. and European meddling. So I'm sure we definitely shouldn't go in there and meddle some more because that'll that'll roughen things up even worse. Than no, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. I can't give you an answer about what we should do about this because I have no concept of how any of this even works. So if you uh, if you have more information on that, please um, please follow up. I, I that's news to me. So I have to plead ignorance. Um, Mark says I think the possibility of this crashing our currency does exist. Moving Fed rate to zero uh, or near zero, and then trying to bail everyone out. What do you think? It, was it the federal funds rate that was moved to zero? That's the interbank lending rate. Hmm. Um, can someone answer me in the live chat? I really should know this, uh, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not jazzed about the bailouts, but at least what they really should be doing is bailing out small businesses and then letting like some of the larger companies kind of fend for themselves. On principle, I'm somewhat warm to this idea, as we've said, because this isn't really just a bailout for malfeasance on the part of these businesses. This is the government forcibly shuttering or greatly reducing the operation of these businesses and then repairing a liability for that i'm sympathetic to that as a general principle but that's the point is like we now find ourselves in a genuine emergency like in the case of a family you had a car crash or a health emergency or some other unforeseen expenditure that was necessary let's grant 
for the purposes of this argument that everything we've done with coronavirus lockdown has been necessary. Well, yeah, that's what your credit card is for. But the problem is that we already have, uh, I don't know, how, how, many t- how much larger is the debt than our GDP? Isn't it approaching like a one-to-one ratio, something like that? I might be totally wrong. It's really bad. The point is, like, it's, it'd be like your family already having 100 grand on your credit card if you're a normal American family. You, and you I, we didn't sign up for this, you know. We were talking about the omnibus spending bill and things that predate that. We were like, they, they cannot possibly get us into more debt, which is why I think Trump's kind of full of shit in this. Oh, the best economy and blah, 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 blah. It's like you didn't deal with spending at all. Yeah, that would have been nice to see. I mean, don't get me wrong. I appreciate tax cuts. I appreciate a booming economy. But it's true. Every year that we're adding more to our national debt is another year of irresponsibility. Is it 100 debt to GDP? A hundred? I thought it was one to one. Maybe I'm no, just No, it's it's way higher than that, but Oh, I thought it was Is okay. it a hundred? Maybe it's maybe it's um uh, maybe it's more like one to one um the deficit. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Well yeah, the deficit's considerably Maybe I, I must have confused my terms if it's that insane. Uh anyway. oh a hundred and ten percent they're saying? I don't know. Oh, okay. So so close to one to one then. Anyway. Well um, then wouldn't that be two to one? Oh, I was thinking 110 as in like your debt is say, you know, a hundred, let's say you, you had a debt of a hundred dollars and a GDP of 90. It'd be something like that. Oh, okay. I was thinking if it's a hundred percent larger than it would be. Yeah. Two, two yeah. Um, yikes. Yikes. Oh God. We're so screwed. Hmm. Um, uh, Dark says, what do you think the state should do if anything for employees without paychecks? whose workplaces are forced to close by the state. How should they pay for the bills if this goes on for a month or two? This is exactly what I'm talking about on being sympathetic in to, to quote unquote bailouts. If you want to call them that in this case, I don't even know that the, this particular case is that wildly out of line because it is government damage and it's government uh, fulfilling that liability or repairing that liability on that damage. It's just we haven't been able to distinguish between luxury and actual emergency in the past. We've had no responsibility in how we've plotted out our our income and our budget and our spending. And so now we just look like a bunch of jackasses as a country because we have a genuine emergency in which you probably can make a pretty justified case to reimburse Americans and businesses for the damage that the government has done. But we're not in the financial position to do it because we've treated everything else as necessary. Sorry, you got like a baby kick or what? Yeah, she just keeps kicking me like so hard in the bladder. She's sticking up for the Chinese. No. <laughs> uh, All right. Thank you, Dark. Oh, okay. Uh, Garrity um, or Garrity. I don't, I don't know how you say that. I was curious what your opinion on the Patriot Act being back up for a vote. What? And the Earn It Act, which would end uh, encryption for private individual conversations. Um, we that's should insane, talk about the does. encryption for, I don't know anything about this, but we did not talk about telegram last week. We could make some time on Sunday. Frankly, I'm looking for non coronavirus things to talk about. So that's yeah. probably a good one. And if that's, if that's accurate, this is probably one of those things that's under the radar as a result of coronavirus, this and Andrew Gillum's meth party, great time to slip some secret spyware, uh, or, oh, you know, I reduction in picture, personal actually. protection into, uh, into American life. So, Maybe we'll do that. I did like the idea of like white pill of the week for Sunday, a little bit of optimism, and maybe we can yeah. make an effort to talk about some other like things there, things nobody's talking about segment of the week, important things that nobody's talking about. This earn it act 
people keep referencing and I admit I have not looked into it yet. So perhaps I can do that for Sunday. I wonder what the prospect of it passing is. I wonder what its political prospect is. I have no idea. Amongst these photos, there is one of like Andrew Gillum's lifeless body, right? Yeah, he's like passed out and naked and it's all blurred, but you can still I see through the blur it. that the blur that he is a hell of a bush. Andrew Gillum does not trim well. Andrew Gillum pubic hair. <laughs> Just like life. Andrew Gillum naked passed out is what you need to search and, oh naked passed out will you read the next one this is very important. yeah robin says this afternoon i learned that my governor in ohio appointed a woman as executive director of public health i think that's her official title uh, though she's known as quote-unquote ohio's doctor who used to work for the obama campaign in 2008 she also did work for planned parenthood i've read she's involved in an abortion lawsuit apparently she managed to get a facility relicensed by changing its name and shuffling some papers mike dewine is supposed to be a republican and he's supposed to be pro-life so my question is wtf i have no idea that's news to me uh so i guess you'd have to ask mike dewine um i i have no idea who the person is or what her history is but uh, I wonder what his reasoning is. Has he presumably he's released a statement on why he selected her, that person? Is it uh, pandering? Yeah, probably. Maybe it, maybe it's the diversity quota requirement imposed on Ohio as a result of the stimulus package. I don't know. Um, Who knows? Did you find your Bush picture? Yeah. Why did they blur out the vomit too? Oh, I don't know. I I don't know if I even saw that. Uh, I also saw this hilarious James Woods tweet. It just has like a standard picture of Andrew Gillum. Gillum? Gillum? I don't know. I think it's Gillum. but um, Where he's just like looking normal and everything like that. And James Woods says, I look at this picture of Andrew Gillum and it breaks my heart. You can see the kindness in his face, in his eyes. He even has a kind chin. The kind male prostitutes set their balls oh, on. There we go. <laughs> I was wondering where he was going with that one. It has 51,000 likes. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. That was a very important. Douglas is up next. Douglas says if the Senate gave Biden, President Biden, fast track authority for a treaty with Russia and Biden told Putin, let's settle this with a push up contest. Should the Senate be bound by the result? Yes. I do Let think that we sure should answer things by duel still. Uh, if both parties agree. I mean, this is an interesting I, I've, I've always kind of wrestled with this. If two if two guys agree to fight to the death or duel and they do it, has there been an immorality committed? No. I mean, you could say that's that, how Hamilton was killed, right? Uh, didn't Hamilton kill a guy? Wasn't it Aaron Burr? Oh yeah. I, for, I forget which, which order that went. I always, but Hamilton dueled for sure. He might've died later. I can't remember, but, um, dueled a man named Aaron. Eh? I guess the argument that I would make is is um, the same. Like the reason suicide is immoral, for example, is because that's a violation of of your purpose. As oh a no, human I was being. right. People would make that case, and I think that's the right case. Is the is the reason that dueling, even consensual dueling, wrong? Is because that violates your purpose as a human? Do you have no. a moral obligation to live out your full natural life, or can you? morally terminate yourself through consensual duel whenever you well, want. Well, you only have a 50% chance of being, and, and then there's, well, the that assumes that equal die. skill. Well, yeah, that assumes equal skill. And then there's a chance that you're just impaled and you aren't, and you don't die. Burke killed Hamilton. I was right. Um, oh, really? Learn something every day. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with all this. Um, 
Joe. So yeah, but, but yeah, push-up contest is fine. We're talking like non-lethal decision making here. We got off course. Uh, listen, Jack, if you want to decide things with a push-up contest, that's fine. We'll talk about Joe Biden's gaff on sun uh, gaffs on Sunday a little bit more. Have you seen some of the gaffs from his uh, basement TV appearances? Uh, I've are, seen a few. Yeah, it's these really are. Did you see the one where he was like they asked? Uh, Trump has said he doesn't want the cure to be worse than the disease, talking about ruining the economy to thwart coronavirus. Did you see his response to that question? I don't think so. He said something like, we got to go after the cure because that's going to make things worse no matter what. And then he went off on this weird, bizarre. It, like you, I think what he said was we got to get the cure. Otherwise, things will definitely get worse. But it came off as, but what he said was we got to get the cure because that will make things worse. And one of the top responses I saw was, listen here, Jack, back in my day, we'd cure the cure. That's basically Joe Biden's response. We'll, we'll play those on Sunday. I mean, some of these are the one with Nicole Wallace on MSNBC was like, I mean, I keep He's saying really, nursing home really talk, but yeah, this is, this one is a face melter, man. This one's bad. Yeah. Uh, Kyle says, oh, Joe. Oh, sorry, Joe. <clears throat> I find your discussions about faith interesting since you come from very different backgrounds. So have you ever thought about what role or impact witnessing a manifest miracle would have on your perspective in life? By this, I mean something that isn't even remotely easy to explain away. Thank you. Well, I don't know that I've ever witnessed any, anything that I would personally consider miraculous, but I do hear people reference uh, the birth of their child for the first time as that sort of experience. I mean, you're lucky you, you're in store to experience that very soon. I, I don't, um, for me, what is a uh, invitation to faith is a fundamental belief that life, that human life is, is put here for a reason that there is a reason that is there yep. and something that it is built to pursue naturally. And I, I find that as an invitation to faith. Cause I, I do believe that there's a reason behind these things and that there's purpose behind these things. The other reason I find it, that to be a necessary starting point for any sort of perspective about the world is because if I assume the opposite, that there is no purpose for human life and that it is therefore expendable and there's no moral implication to ending it on whatever terms I decide, that's a recipe for chaos. That's a recipe for anarchy and lawlessness yeah. and just brutality. So I, I would guess if I don't experience a miracle soon, that probably the birth of my first kid will be something that is close to that. Cause I expect to have that sort of experience that that life is here for a reason. It's not here for nothing. There's, there's some inherent value to it, some inherent purpose to it, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think it would definitely make me less selfish. We'll see. I mean, like, I'm I talking about visiting or witnessing like a, a manifest miracle. I hope that having uh, a child makes me less, less selfish. Yeah. Um, and probably would give me some perspective. Who knows? I selfishly, I cannot wait to watch you as a mom. Like I'm, and I'm not even talking like as soon as the kid is born, I'm talking like develop more developmental stages. I know they're all developmental, even in earlier, but you know what I mean? Like toddler age, maybe even into early teen years when like you really have to start cracking down as a mom. Yeah. I think that's going to be hilarious to watch from the <laughs> outside. I like that yeah. everybody's following my motherhood journey with a great anticipation of how I'm going to handle having a daughter that's like me. 
Oh, I just—I'll be honest. I anticipate heavy-handed approaches from you that will be rebelled against. That is my formal prediction. Yeah, that's probably true. But like, I will chase young men down the street. <laughs> I'll well, do your it. husband probably will too. Seems like I don't the know. Kind of guy I think you wouldn't want to be... mess with. You'll be worse than him. Well, having a daughter, you know, I'm always like, what is she going to be like? And the only thing I can think of is like, she cannot have premarital sex. Like she it cannot happen. I need to do whatever I can to prevent this from happening. When does season one come out? I want to watch the show. <laughs> it's going to be on Netflix or where do I see this? Uh, maybe she'll just be really nerdy, really nerdy. That would be so great. All right. Kyle's up next. Or even like a little fat. That might be good too. <laughs> uh, what are your top five affordable concealed carry nine millimeter pistol options for the current Booga flu? This is a you mm. question for sure. Uh, I don't even know that I could name you five. I will tell you that, um, that I, well, one of my carry options is, um, uh, is a nine millimeter Glock 19. And I actually don't carry that super often, but it is an option that I have for say like winter carry. Um, I, the first carry option I ever bought foolishly was a nine millimeter 1911 style. And, uh, it's a cool gun. Feels great. It's built great. It's a little too heavy to carry. Um, and the problem that it has as with a lot of 1911s is that it jams all the time, unless it has perfectly pristine ammunition of a very specific type. It's, it's just too picky with its ammo to be reliable for my taste as a life and Liberty type gun. So if I was going to go, um, nine mil nine mil for carry if i was going to pick um even though i am not that much of a glock guy uh because i just don't find them i i they don't they're not pretty guns they don't feel super great they oftentimes feel like plastic toys to me but the glock 19 that i own that's one of a few guns i've i've uh, that i have that has literally never failed not once no matter what ammunition goes through that thing Never failed. Never a single problem. You can count your life on that gun. Um, I tend to prefer, um, you know, Glock 19 is, is totally uh, carryable, especially if you're wearing looser clothing and stuff. Um, I tend to prefer something that's ultra compact for, uh, like, I, I like to pocket carry a lot without getting into too many specifics. So I often, res- I am often carrying like 380 micro type stuff. Um, but, uh, but so I can't, I'm not going to go through five, but I will say that if you're going with nine, um, I I'm taking a Glock 19 personally, you could go with a, what's the model of Glock. That's even more compact. It's like nine mil. I think I forget the numbers on Glocks. I have no idea. It's like 42, 43, something like that. Um, but that, that would be my call personally. And, uh, but what I would say to anybody who's getting into, maybe you're getting into guns, maybe you're getting into, maybe you've been into guns, but you want to carry now or whatever. There isn't necessarily a, a right answer. Everybody thinks you need to pick what they pick, you know, like, Oh, how could you pick, how could you make a decision that's different from mine? I obviously picked the best gun and the proper way to carry it. Now, what matters is that you are able to carry it comfortably. I would say there are three things that matter. You can carry it comfortably. It operates reliably and you are proficient with it. Nothing matters more than your ability to land the shot when it counts. So that that's on the, that's on the user to go to a range or borrow some firearms with your friends, shoot a bunch of them before you decide to buy. That's true. Yeah. And consider those three things. Can We've made that mistake easily? before. Yeah. I, I bought a gun that I thought looked cool. And like, you know, I like the history of 1911. So 
I wanted I wanted one of those. And and I didn't I didn't weigh those considerations. Now, worst case scenario, what's the problem? Oh, you have another gun that there's never too many guns in the gun safe. But if you only have X amount of money to spend or you you only want to spend X amount of money and not regret your purchase. So ease of carry, reliability of the firearm and your personal proficiency with shooting it. Those are the things that you need to worry about. Not how pretty it looks. Don't do what I did. Although it is a pretty gun. It's one of the prettier in my safe. <laughs> Management says on a scale of burn your Hawaiian shirt to Deus Vault, uh, what do you think the probability of Corona Chan mutating into the Booga flu is? Well, shout out to um, to Justin over at Phoenix Ammunition, oh, uh, our friends at Phoenix. I did get a, a Hawaiian shirt competition shooting jersey through Phoenix this week, and it looks fantastic. Moisture wicking fabric. Ooh. Very fantastic. So my, my, my Boog kit is complete with a Hawaiian getup now. Um, what do I think the probability of this mutating into? Actually, I will say that it is a near perfect cocktail. And that does make me nervous because what do you have right now? You have a crackdown on fundamental rights and you have economic uncertainty, which leads to desperation. What that means is fundamental liberty curtailed and also people going batshit crazy around you. I think that as it stands right now, we're not on the cusp. That's why I was describing this as kind of like an apocalypse light or an apocalypse dress rehearsal. This is a, a, this is how you. This is a an example for how you know that people will act if they really are in desperation. If there actually is no food or no medication. So I I would not forecast this mutating into like a civil war type scenario, but it's it's about as close as could possibly be in terms of the violation of people's rights and in terms of economic instability. We're right about there. Oh my god! I can't believe I'm pregnant. If they start. Well, I have always said the second they're kicking down your door to violate your rights, you're justified in self-defense. That's the advocacy I would make. Now, this stuff that they're talking about in California and a lot of these shutdown states where do as we say or we will prosecute you or imprison you or cite you or whatever, I do consider those to be violations of your fundamental rights personally. However, it appears they don't intend to enforce them. It appears to me like they're all just saying the most extreme shit they can in an effort to basically scare you into compliance, and they just count on your compliance. Now, that's not commentary on the responsibility of whether you should comply or not. Again, I understand coronavirus is somewhat serious, and we all should uh, do the best that we can to reduce to mitigate risk factors in, trans- in transmitting this thing. But I don't think that's a permission slip for the state to come kick down my door and make sure that I'm doing the right thing inside my home. I don't think it's a permission slip for the state to police my travel. That is to say, if we get the sort of lockdown that you're talking about that you have in Idaho and I decide, um, you know, I'd like to go out on I'd like to go out into the mountains and do something or I'd like to go an hour away and do some recreational activity. If the cop pulls me over, I'm not going to sit there and try to convince him that I'm going to the grocery store. If you say, where are you going? None of your fucking business. You can arrest me if you want. That's why we moved to Idaho and Montana, respectively. Yeah, and I don't think that's going to happen. I think what's going to happen is my governor and your governor will say, don't do it. And then everybody will go, yeah, well, whatever. fuck it. I'm going out into the wilderness if I want, and then nothing will happen. This is from Sleuthing Sloth. We're currently in lockdown in the UK, and it's thrown my life plans in the air. Hmm. My question is, should we hold China responsible for this mess and hit them financially? We need to begin manufacturing in our own countries again. Of course we should. This is a worldwide pandemic caused by them, perhaps manufactured by them. We clearly should hold them responsible for their weird, bad eating, 
their stupid, gross culture. Yes. I personally know that, uh, that this will certainly impact my buying decisions. Like made in America obviously meant something to me before, but it means more to me now. And if it stuff that's made in China, obviously I'm practical. I know I can't avoid literally everything, but if I have a choice between made in China or a similar product made in the USA, even if it's a little more expensive, I'm going to make those types of choices more diligently now. Me too. Uh, because whether our countries are able to punish China in terms of international relations, we also are able to make those decisions as consumers, individual consumers. And I, I this has interrupted my life and not just my life, everybody's life so significantly that if my trade-off is maybe I lose a few more bucks on a product in the future to keep that product here in America, that's a trade-off I'm willing to make. And I I will be more conscientious about that after this. I just went through my clothes to see, you know, because I I don't want any stuff that's made in China anymore. Yeah. And it's like 75% of my wardrobe. I bet. And honestly, when I buy clothes, I, I can't remember even looking at tags for that sort of thing. And I probably should. This is Henry. What is your one political or ideological view that is the most non-negotiable to you? Um, hmm. Freedom of association. Yeah, I would say general bill of rights values. I think those are based, uh, those are all natural rights in my view. And so I, I do get kind of surprised right now that some people, you know, a certain segment of emailers are mad at me for being supposedly uncompromising on some of these issues. And I'm thinking like, well, what have I ever said that would lead you to believe that I'd be compromising on fundamental liberty and natural rights? And that's, I understand this is a particularly difficult time to do that, but difficult times are where your principles matter. It's very easy to stick up for your principles when it doesn't matter. It's very difficult when they're actually um, tough to defend. And this is one such case. So if, if I don't know that I would pick any one of them, like if you wanted to, separate it out and say, well, you have to pick one. Would you pick, um, you know, your first amendment right to speech or your second amendment right to self-defense or something, or something particular about the, the first amendment? You could pick assembly if you wanted. Um, I, I view them all as, as, um, as natural and all necessary. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, I mean, I guess, I guess speech would be Speech and, by extension, free thought. I don't think that there's a freedom more fundamental than your ability to think freely and to speak as a human being. But if I sacrifice the ability to defend yourself against those who would threaten that, well, I mean, suddenly it's pretty vulnerable and meaningless. So I kind of view them as a package deal, to be honest. You can't pick one without sacrificing the other. Yeah. By extension, if I pick my right to defend myself, but I'm not free to say what I think or to think what, what I want what's there left to defend? Why would I defend anything? Who cares? My most fundamental freedom has been taken away from me, I suppose. Yeah. What is there left to defend? Well, I'm not convinced that, that we've been fully compromised yet, but you know, it's a debate for another day. We'll see how bad things get, but it's definitely possible. I never foresaw the, the level of crackdown that would happen in this country. And, um, and the, the silver lining is that again, that it's mostly just words. It's just people saying, do this, but nobody actually enforcing it with teeth. Yeah. Did you hear somebody in the Dominican Republic got like shot on site for being out past curfew? I saw some footage out of the UK of somebody being arrested from a pool for swimming in a pool, (laughs) that sort of stuff shot on site, like just walking the street. 
I actually don't. I only read the headline of that, to be totally honest. But I was like, that sounds believable. So I didn't investigate any further. I got to see the footage. Maybe there's a little bit more to that story. In the Dominican Republic. Yeah, I'm sure they're all wearing body cams there. Well, you said there's footage, right? You said it was. Is it not on camera or is it? on? Oh, I I have no idea. Oh, okay. I I read one Daily Mail headline article and then reported it to my audience as though I had the entire story. And it's quality journalism. Quality. That's what we do around here. Um, I always um, get a kick too. People will sometimes say journalism or whatever, and I, I don't. I'm not in the business of like, that's not what it is. You know, I just appreciate people's kind words. But just to be clear, I um I do not consider myself a journalist in the sense that I'm not doing original fact finding in almost any case. I am someone who is assembling and analyzing information. That's quasi journalistic, but uh, I consider myself and us more of like, um opinion formers that kind of thing not like we're not we're not out there we're not out there finding original facts that's what i consider journalism to be no i'm analyzing people's original facts yes deciding whether or not they're bullshit yeah yeah i would say that's fair um we got a bunch of super chats yeah all right um over on d live uh Silosopher, one more time thank you for supporting the show Streamlabs. uh real quick uh, Phil says, good video today, Matt. I do roll my eyes every time a politician uses the for the children excuse for why we should do something, though. The GOP has been selling out American children's future to pump the GDP for decades now. Um, yeah, I suppose that's fair. I, I would say the distinction, though, that I would draw is it's it's sort of different to me to say I need to do something on behalf of other people's children than it is to say I need to do something on behalf of my own. And I take yeah. Dan Patrick's commentary to be more about what he would do on behalf of his own children, as opposed to like, let me impose a whole bunch of rules on you so that your children can be saved. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with the sentiment. Um, anyway, I could talk that, that whole Dan Patrick thing was so ridiculous to me. I could talk about that for 20 more minutes. So I will, I will withhold. Thank you, Phil. Um, Shauna Thornton rankings of Europeans, Danes, Poles, Celts, and then everything else. Um, thank you. Oh, I disagree. The snow apes are, uh, we're quality people. Mm. Mm. Albert Frederick, Matt on Quite Frankly. How awesome. What's that? That's right. Uh, so Quite Frankly is uh, another show and a similar show to ours. My fiance is really into it. Oh, he does a nightly. Right. Yeah. He does a nightly show. And uh, nightly? I, will, oh, I will be on tomorrow night uh, sometime around 7 p.m. Eastern might be 7.30. I have to check my email. But sometime during his show tonight, or tomorrow night, I'll be on for half hour, 45 minutes. If you don't catch it on um, on Frank's channel, I will post audio of it to our audio platforms as well. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited. I've, uh, I, I, I'm, I don't know Frank super well, but from what I gather, I think we have a lot of, I know we have a lot of crossover audience, and I think we have a, a good amount of crossover on perspective. So I'm excited to... Uh, to talk with them tomorrow night. Harv Prentice got to look at the positives. The disease, the final solution for the homeless problem. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how this, what happens in California. I've heard that it's, it's actually spreading among the homeless quite badly. I don't know if that's true. I would imagine it's highly infectious and they live in close, close quarters. So hmm. Uh, Rocky Mountain Monk, my Corona Bucks distribution, a fourth to gun owners of America, a fourth to pro-life, a fourth to beauty in the beta, a fourth to Jack Daniels. That sounds very fair. I, I appreciate Those are great names to be mentioned among 
So uh, thank you for that. And uh, thank you for the recommendation and for supporting the show, of course. Deep Center Field Press. Uh, here's one 120th allegedly of the $2 trillion that will go to out, the t- out of the Treasury and rapid printing if we do the maths. We are getting so boned. 100 million fams times 1,200 is 120 billion. Multiply by four, 480 billion. 1.5 trillion to businesses for real. Yeah, what about the American people? We are getting boned. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I see both sides of this. People talk, you have to take care of workers. I get that. I'm not saying we don't. That's the one honest part of this debate is I do think there's an honest debate about what, how much money goes to businesses or how much money goes directly to, to individuals. But when we talk about repairing the economy and, and protecting workers, what the hell is, how are you protecting the workers if their employer goes under? Yeah. If you protect the workers, but there's nobody left to employ them, how, is, how does that work? The reality is they, they have a codependent relationship. The boss and the worker both need each other. It doesn't make sense to treat one as more vital to that relationship than the other. And actually, if you I probably make the case that, listen, it's the boss who developed the concept, who developed the business. You could probably make the case on the other side of that. But what I'm saying is, if you're talking about economic health as a whole, it doesn't make sense to support one in that equation at the total expense of the other. That's just nonsense. Okay, I'll read this. Uh, Nobody says, despite making up 13% of this podcast, I do less work than 13% on the podcast. Blonde commits over 50% of the hate speech on this show, and we love her for it. That's true. I do commit. I probably probably commit 80% of the hate speech. Yeah. Well, that's why I was wondering when he mentioned that some of our clips have been taken down for hate speech earlier. What was said in those segments? I wonder. I have no idea. Hmm. I used to be a lot bolder. Did I tell you that I was rereading my Twitter history and it was like, sh- it was shocking to me, the stuff I was saying. So you're able to still go back and look at your old tweets? Yes. And I still get notifications. But nobody else can see them, obviously. Right. Yeah. Just shocking. I was like, I cannot believe that I said I, Some of your Twitter fights were uh, good popcorn viewing from, from the outside. I don't know. I you just used don't to have get, it, that in me anymore. God, right? you used to make people like, you would go at people till they delete their account, that kind of thing. <laughs> where is that where where did that part of me go i don't know that that was crazy for a while there so mean i want to be mean again make yeah. make blonde mean again um kevin smith i love some of the comments made by italian mayors telling people to observe the lockdown i haven't heard this uh one of them some guy in italy some mayor was like you better obey or we're going to come after you with flamethrowers <laughs> well, i could find the exact quote and get it to you if uh if you want to continue and i'll read it to you <sighs> yeah um, do you want me to do the next one while you're looking? Um, actually, here it is in National Post. Quote, <laughs> we will send police with flamethrowers. Italian mayors lose it at people refusing to self-isolate. So, yeah. Uh, come and flamethrower me. That's, that's what the Italians need to be saying. Uh, Kapler 79. Complete hierarchy. Okay. Japanese, South Korean, Taiwanese, Vietnamese, Cantonese, North Korean. Tibetan, Thai, Burmese, Lao, Han Chinese, Cambodian, ooh, Malay, Indonesian, and Uyghur. Do they are they their own separate ethnicity? Yeah. Those are like the Muslims in China. That's really interesting. I wonder if this Kapler seventy nine person is is Asian because I bet that that is what you would get from. From most Asians, yeah. 
Hmm. All right. Japanese, South Korean, Taiwanese. That's everyone agrees. Look uh, at these. Yeah. Albert Frederick says, "Will Blonde be on?" Quite frankly, I haven't been invited, and I'm not familiar with their program. But um... uh, the uh, the invitation was to me, but uh, I don't know. We'll see what what Frank says. Um, you know, uh, who knows? Uh, tomorrow she will not, though. But maybe we'll have no a indeed. relationship going forward, and maybe Frank will come on the show. Matt's always trying to cultivate his relationships with uh, strange men. I'm mostly um, doing it on behalf of, uh, of of my fiance, who is a super fan of this guy. Mm-hmm. So, so it's know. a panty dropping move. That's less. Well, nice. if I can become friends with him, then I think it's you know plus one for me. Although I'm already getting married, you know, I don't need any more pluses. But yeah, you don't helps, need to do anything anymore. Just get fat. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> default username. It's not your money. It's money they're creating out of thin air. It's all printed and not backed by bonds. Bond interest rates are negative, so they have to create inflationary funny money. Yeah, this that's is true. Just a mess, this man. is this is all just funny funny money. Uh, locks are masculine objects. My parents' church met online and made everyone do Illuminati hands. Hmm. New World Order in the church thoughts. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't I, I've heard nothing. Of this is this. What is this remote mind control or something? Probably. Uh, hmm. You never heard of the New World Order? No, I've never heard. I have not heard anything of church. I've heard of obviously church services are doing a lot of remote or live streamed services instead of in person. But yeah. changing the nature of their services to include elements that previously were not part of it. Why? Is it upside down? I don't know. Or does that just mean vagina? I don't... <laughs> Albert Frederick says forced communism, sort of. Yeah. Nobody says prayer and forgiveness are the best things Christ gave us. I'm with you. It brings us community and goodwill. Yeah, I Me- think there's a lot of truth to that. Meta said one can make an argument from a secular perspective that thoughts and prayers is overall helpful because because of the placebo effect. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If it, perhaps that's an element of it, but like people that have faith, that truly have faith, um, they genuinely get comfort from believing that like God has a plan and that we don't have control and um, that must make them less neurotic. Well, and there's just something to be said. There's a natural truth that it's like, if I was going to select my neighbors, obviously I would pick people of faith and families. I don't want a bunch of like morally relativistic degenerates. So that says something to me too. I don't know that I'm there spiritually, intellectually, but I sort I, I obviously know the company I'd like to keep and I know the values I want my family and my neighbors to uphold. Yeah. So that's that's another invitation to faith for me, which is you know, if I ever get there, I think it'll probably shock my parents most of all, because I used to be such a I don't know that I ever would have called myself an atheist straight up, but I, I used to be so when you know, when I was like late teens, early twenties, just so dismissive of religion as all at, at all too, as nothing yeah. but fairy tales and sky wizards and a bunch of nonsense that rubes tell themselves to find comfort in a chaotic world, that sort of thing. And, um, and it has been nice, even though I've not entered a faith formally to, for my perspective to warm up to it. And I'm, I'm excited to see how that develops over the next 2021. He'll be Scientologist. Maybe a Scientologist Muslim Jew. That's that's what we're looking at. Yeah. Uh, Pierce Lord Phillips, a small donation to my favorite mom and pop podcast. Cheers. Oh well, we thanks. Going to be mom and pop soon, I suppose. Euro Burns March. Since the virus will disproportionately affect boomers in blue cities, I am pro Corona. Ao. <laughs> Disavow. 
Nobody. FYI, buy insect repellent, especially mosquito. Arrow burns March. What is this happy? I don't know. What is this happiness you speak of? We want to make everyone equal, even even if it means equally miserable. Signed, Bernie from Vermont and Alex from the Bronx. Yeah, really. Yeah, there's such truth to that. I mean, equality over everything. Yeah, the question you have to consider is, what if it's an equal state of terrible? And that doesn't matter just economically, but even to your point, (laughs) just general well-being. Equally terrible in general well-being. This one's spicy. Um, Mm. Matt Dath, strong case for Koreans being top Asians, but just remember it was Japan who did Nant King. I don't give a fuck. Thank you. Uh, I will say, of uh, you know, I keep referencing this um, this this footage of the the Mexican cartels is the worst thing I've ever seen. Some of the pictures out of Nanking are right up there, though. They're pretty really, bad. Really terrible. Yeah. Um, Axman Titan. I love blondes rant about boomers. Can we can we make blonde rants about something a weekly feature? That's <laughs> well, already a weekly feature, myth, isn't it? Myth. Maybe we'll do some of that on the. Uh, on the clips channel i suppose yeah i mean nothing really gets me going like talking about boomers <laughs> except we're talking about the chinese these days uh, the, 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 your hatred just uh has flows to it you know you never know who's going to be the target of any particular week or month yeah there's always it's like uh, watching somebody spontaneously rap on a street corner <laughs> flows out of them that's how i feel who's it gonna be boomers. this week yeah. Always boomers. <laughs> it's always going to well, be that's true. I'm so well, mad. Always at least on the back burner. Uh, Shauna Thornton, my friend's dad is Japanese and took a DNA test and found out he was 2% Korean. He was mad. <laughs> 2%. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, Remy Foster, Chinese Thai, white mutt here. The hierarchy is real, but Asians flock together over others. Waitos. Oh, is that true? So do they view the so-called lesser asians as still higher than like european or african people or yes well no i think that they'll like utilize uh perceived in-group preference probably Hmm. but well i I need another i need more asian clarity so like if you're a proud japanese person who who's higher on the hierarchy of subservient peoples or sub peoples is it is it like, is, is it the the Chinese or the Germans or like what? How how does it break down across more broad racial groups as opposed to specific? I don't know. Why ethnic, are you asking Peng? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm I'm interested in this. I really I'm I'm sort of this is all tongue in cheek, but I am kind of interested in this seriously insofar as it is a clearly observable reality of other cultures. And again, this is an area where you can demonstrate it as true. And I'm not even saying it's right or wrong on the part of Asian people. I think there's some of this that is just natural, to be honest. But if if it's one of those things where if white people do it, you're the scum of the earth. Like there's yeah. just a reality that if you're if you if you sit here making jokes about the hierarchy of the Asian cultures, which we've been doing all night, that is um, that is more acceptable in many ways than doing a hierarchy of. I don't know, then doing doing a hierarchy of other races from a white person's perspective. That's what I'm saying. I'm not endorsing any of it. It's just in one context, totally fine. In another context, sin. Yeah, and I made a video about this, but everybody needs to check out what the Chinese think of Africans. What is that documentary that Black Pigeon Speaks talked about? I always forgot. It's like Legacy of Dust or something like that. Let me know in the live chat. 
um, you have to watch it. It is just crazy how outwardly racist hmm. the Chinese are against Africans. Yeah, um, and and I'll, and I'll be clear too. Like, if you consider there are, there are moral problems with those sorts of things, that's fine. You're entitled to that perspective. I just wonder why we police some forms of it. Some of some forms of it are policed so aggressively, while other forms are not. That's that's my issue. I just want the same rules for everybody. Less concerned about what the rules are, more concerned about the equal application. Yeah, it's that meme. It's also tiresome. Have you seen that? No. Okay, Google it while I'm. What's that about? Um, It's from this documentary, Empire of Dust, where this Chinese ambassador of sorts, or he's like a business owner, I can't remember. He um, is trying uh, to build a railway through some African country, and like, oh yeah, I've heard everybody's refusing to work. And wasn't like, this South Africa? I don't think so. Was it Kenya, Uganda? I can't remember. Yeah, Empire of Dust. It was it was uh, Democratic uh, Republic of Congo. Oh, it was con- okay. So like, yeah, he's trying to get the workers to to work on this, and like one of them doesn't show up until like noon or something, and he makes some flimsy excuse, and he just like looks at the camera. He's like, "It's also also tired." <laughs> Have you seen the Pepe version of that guy? Yeah, it's really. Funny. I wish I could share it on the screen. I'm not really equipped to do that right now. Yeah. And plus, it's going to go away as soon as we're done. But just go to the if you want to see it. Also tiresome Pepe. I'm sure you'll find it. But like, I felt for that guy but also i was just thinking like european imperialism had to be so much less cutthroat than this and that's Hmm. something that that guy says to um this african guy he's talking to he's like europeans gave you everything you fucked it up what were you doing uh remy foster chinese thai white mud here i just read that uh truck 745 yes if the government shuts you down how is them giving your money back a bailout that is true but then the question is, like, is it the government that's shutting us down? Yes. Yeah. Well, the, the only distinction I would raise is, like, it's not really the federal government. I'm treating the government as sort of a, a big, giant entity here. In reality, like, it's it's your state authorities in Idaho. It's my state authorities in Montana. It's not the federal government who's directed restaurants and bars here to close. But the government generally, yes, with that distinction being made. Kevin Smith, I heard several months ago that one third of the swine population died in China from swine flu. They were looking at major food shortages. Wow. Uh, yikes. Um, Big LC just got here. What did I miss? I was pretty low energy through about 70% of the show. Then I went on a rant about boomers. And then we started ranking Asians. And, and then that's we when ranked really Asians. really yeah. heated up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, K2, longtime TNG fan and haven't had a problem with the Picard series. It could have been better, of course, but it's fine. Dr. Girardi is annoying. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe I should check it out, but I have been watching Dave Cullen's excellent reviews on it. Um, and he's just, he's like a TNG fan of my caliber and he is just hating on it so hard. I'm like, I can't do this hmm. myself. I just want this one thing from childhood, you know? Leftists yeah. don't fuck up. Mike Bob, my brother has a name for the Karens who post their outrage about not closing early enough on Facebook. Yeah. He calls them the social distancing warriors. That's, like, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, that is what they are. Yeah. Darlene Cates. And Darlene, I got your book today. Thank you so much. That was so nice of you. Darlene's a good, one of the good ones. <laughs> Boomers, not Asians. You mean the one good one. I don't know. My parents are fine. Usually. <laughs> right. um, right. And your parents are fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, do my, yeah, my parents count as boomers. 
What's the cutoff? We're the My same age. Yeah. So it's like 1945 to 1962, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. My, yeah. My parents are in there. Um, Darlene says Levin had a good clip uh, on Blaze about a pencil and how it's made in reference to essential jobs. Oh, okay. Hmm. Check it out. Dan Watt, hope I can chat after the break. Um, uh, unfortunately not, if you're referencing a call. Or maybe you were one of the callers. I don't know. But, uh, but if not, thank you for your patience and for supporting the show. Um, nobody says mosquitoes will transmit CV as weather changes. Oh, coronavirus. Is that confirmed or just in theory? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Chris Hines. Uh, I sent this previously, but Andy Stanley is awesome. Free app called your move. Watch any series that you want logically drew me to faith more than anything else besides CS Lewis, mere Christianity. And I have been, uh, by one of our gracious listeners gifted the audiobook of, mere Christianity, which I should listen to. I should use my quarantine time for that. Um, so maybe I will listen to that one soon. Um, I just lost my page. What am I doing? Oh, okay. My brain doesn't work anymore. Jacob says, pretty sure Nobita's people gave lots of fucks at Nan King. I like that. <laughs> A few A too double many. Pun. A too few many too many. <laughs> yeah. Uh, forcible ones, but yes. Uh, um, holy cow. And is, I guess we're going to end. Brutality. We're going to end the show on that note. That was the last one. That was the last one. All right. Well, thanks for uh, sticking with us tonight, guys, and thanks for hanging out with us live and spending your quarantine time with us and trying to maintain some optimism and positivity and and all that. Uh, much appreciated. I didn't even refresh Streamlabs. Maybe I should. I think we're good over there. Yeah, we're good. And thanks to the people hanging out on D Live tonight too. We'll be back on Sunday recapping it all. Hopefully not all coronavirus all the time. Looking for other interesting things to talk about. But we'll see you then. And uh, until then, be safe and healthy, of course. Have a good night. Bye, guys. <laughs>